This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Just dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's a number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you this evening, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And we invite you on over to the website at freetalklive.com. And we'll give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. You actually can control the content of the website by submitting different things to it and voting on the things that have been submitted to the site. So you find something online that you think is interesting, useful, funny, whatever you think our listeners would enjoy. You submit it as show prep and then others will then vote and you can vote on things as well. But you vote on what you like and vote down the stuff you dislike and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website over at Freekeen. Excuse me, freetalklive.com. I got Keen on the brain. I just got back from the uh, the Occupy Keen uh, <laughs> General Assembly meeting. Did you guys solve some problems? The, well, I mean, there was some good discussion, I think. We talked uh, about immigration, and we talked about uh, you know the uh, voluntarism and the free market, and there was some back and forth, and you know, certain people have their positions, and others have theirs, and there was some, I, th- I would say, friendly but spirited. Uh, discussion that went on. So, but not talking about actions that Occupy Keen's going to take, just sort of um, background positions that people hold. We covered it all. I mean, there's uh, there's the there was the thought of I guess camping out at some point. That's still kind of off into the future. Woo-hoo! Uh, so there's that there's that as a, p- a potential action, and there's also the actions of. Uh, going and doing the mic checking, as was done to Ron Paul and Barack Obama last mm. week, uh, to every other candidate that's coming. So that was one of the topics: was well, who other, what other candidates are coming here that uh, you know that could be mic checked. Unfortunately, nobody knew who the next candidate was that was coming to the area. So as soon as that's found out, it's likely that that person will be will be mic checked. Because that made national news. Uh, the the Ron Paul thing made national news. I'm not sure about the Barack Obama uh, mic checking, but it, it ended up being good publicity for, in the case of Ron Paul, it ended up being good publicity for both the Occupy movement and Ron Paul, I think. So those are some of the actions that were being discussed. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that they're talking about some actions and not just you know where they're coming from and their uh, anger towards the system. Exactly right. So, uh, speaking of that system that is uh, well-deserving of anger, there's news out of uh, New York City. In fact, Derek, you've got some uh, some New York-related news that That's I think right. will tie into this. But the Associated Press has uh, been reporting that apparently New York City is cracking down on roll-your-own cigarette shops. There's no place in the U.S. more expensive to smoke than New York City, where the taxes alone will set you back $5.85 per pack. <gasps> $5 to the state every time you buy a pack of cigarettes? Right. You're joking. Nearly six, and that's just just the state taxes. So then add in you know, federal tax on top of that, and then the actual cost of the cigarettes. Yeah, there is a federal Crazy. tax on cigarettes. And the uh, you know, and then on top of that, whatever profit the, the person trying to sell them is attempting to make. You, you're really looking at over uh, $8, 9 $10 a pack regularly in the, in the city of New York. It's nuts. Oh, my gosh. It's the most expensive pack of cigarettes you can buy in the, the country. Probably in the world. You'd think everybody would buy them online. Well, I don't know how legal that is in a place like New York, Mark. I don't uh, think I care. Look at what they're <laughs> – we'll, we'll give you an example of what they're doing here, the, the, the people that are trying to get around it. Uh, addicts who visit Island Smokes, a roll-your-own sh- uh, cigarette shop in Chinatown, can walk out with an entire 10-pack carton 
for under $40 thanks to a yawning tax loophole that officials in several states are now trying to close. Mm. The store is one of a growing number around the country that have come under fire over their use of high-speed cigarette-rolling machines that function as miniature factories and can, uh, can package loose tobacco and rolling papers into neatly formed cigarettes sometimes in just a few minutes. So uh, customers, uh, excuse me, the secret to Island's low prices is simple. Even though patrons leave carrying cartons that look very much like the Marlboros or Newports, the store charges taxes at the rate set for loose tobacco, mm-hmm. which is just a fraction of what is charged for a commercially made pack. Right. That's Cust- how a lot of places are doing it. They'll even misname what the product is and, and call it you know, uh, pipe tobacco when it's really not, just to avoid the taxes. And you, I, I know there are, like, mainstream companies that will call something pipe tobacco that's really When it's not. intended for roll your own? Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah. Well, that was, there was a recent cigarette, uh, I guess, uh, the F, was, was the, I think it was in the FDA took over regulation of cigarettes that some of those rules changed and they had to relabel all their packages. Mm-hmm. That was when they also banned flavored uh, rolling tobacco right, as well. Right, right. But now they can, they can still have flavored pipe tobacco, right? Yes. And, so that's why they've relabeled for it. For the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bubblegum flavored roll your own cigarettes. <laughs> so, so again, they're, they're rolling these, you know, these very innovative uh, folks have uh, essentially set up their own cigarette rolling machines in a major, major way and are selling packs of cigarettes to folks. Customers select a blend of tobacco leaves intended to mirror the flavor of their regular brand. They then feed the tobacco and some paper tubes into the machine and return to the counter with a finished product to ring up the purchase. So very interesting. They're actually having the customer operate the rolling machine. Yeah, oh, as I wow. understand, this is intended to be a loophole. Right. The savings come at every level. Many stores sell customers loose pipe tobacco, which is taxed by the federal government at $2.80 per pound, compared with $25 per pound for tobacco made for cigarettes. There you go. The shops don't pay the cigarette manufacturer trust fund intended to reimburse government health programs for the cost of treating smoking-related illnesses. And the packs produced by roll-your-own shops are generally also being sold without local tax stamps, which in New York include a $1.50 city tax and a $4.35 state tax. New York City's legal department filed a lawsuit against Island Smokes on November 14th, arguing that the company's Manhattan store and another on Staten Island are engaging in blatant tax evasion. Yeah, how dare they? I mean, they're not giving the money to to the uh, government to redistribute as as they see fit. You think with the money that people would save, they can afford their own doctor finally? You know, and the <laughs> the way this goes, um, the government doesn't it doesn't cost the government any money to uh, to bring suit against people because no. they're not paying for it. They're using your money to bring suit. <laughs> so they. Uh, right. They, so even if the suit is baseless from their own laws, it'll still waste these people's time. Is it going to cost a hundred thousand dollars to defend in this suit? I mean, I don't know about what it's like for you guys when you open a business, but if a hundred thousand dollars would probably put me out of business if I opened a business. So essentially, what they're doing is just put it, running a business out of business. Here, here. Well, it's great that the customers do the rolling too. I think that's fantastic. Who's going to argue with that? The, the customers do all the labor themselves. I mean, it's. That they could easily have one of these machines at home and be they doing could. the same thing. So this why is charge a much the more business? professional machine, though? This is, as I understand it, I mean, maybe I'm mis- misunderstanding the article, but it seems like this machine is. is better than yeah. the average home machine. You know, I don't know. Seven Eleven, they let you use the microwave there, and that's a better <laughs> microwave than I have at home. So I mean, the uh, uh, same argument applies. I'd say I agree. I have to. I, you know, I have to agree. The if uh, if they just had vending machines that rolled tobacco and uh, papers, and they didn't actually sell those. 
Would the government go after them then? So could they open a store right next door under another dummy corporation name and then sell the tobacco and the uh, the, the rolling papers there and then you go around? You, actually, you have to go outside where it's cold, but uh, then you can walk next door and, mm. and use the machine. I mean, the, how, how Byzantine does this have to be? So what they're saying is uh, in this lawsuit that they're that uh, the package of cigarettes is supposed to bear a New York tax stamp and that they don't. But then again, if a customer is creating their own package, how would it? How could they really have a tax stamp on it anyway? I don't know. What do they want to put an, an IRS agent or some like tobacco agent person at every one of these stores? Hey, we heard you have one of those roller machines. I want to watch all the customers make their own and make sure they're doing it safely and giving us the tax money. They just for want it. the money. I, I mean, mean, that's all they want is money. Yeah, but I mean, the state has to pretend that it's something other than money. So they're going to say they? like, no, I don't think they do. <laughs> I, I, don't, well, I think they to save face, they at least try to pretend. All right, well, that here, it's here for the go. people because they say, oh, well, they're not putting money into the fund for doctors and, and things like. That. So, right, they could spin that about the money, but they do actually have one more point uh, that, that that they claim is not about money. That So they're saying that on one hand that they're selling these unstamped cigarettes, so therefore it's a violation of uh, local law and the Federal Contraband Cigarette Trafficking Act. But also, the suit filed in federal court in Manhattan accused the store of violating a state law, get this, requiring cigarettes to meet fire safety standards. Oh, <laughs> so they're just God. trying to keep you from burning your house down, Derek. You are not serious. 1-855-450-FREE. That's A good the cigarette doesn't burn. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. More about the cigarette madness out of New York City coming up. Free Talk Live. DigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in to the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI 855-453. That's toll-free 1-855-450-3733. Your thoughts certainly welcome on the cigarette bans around the country, the crazy uh, crackdown going on in New York City. In fact, uh, Derek's going to tell us a story that really shows this this cigarette crackdown coming like to a new level of madness. We'll get to that here in a moment. But first, Ruger. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. Among them, the LC9. It's a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's compact, has numerous safety features, a three-dot sight system, and Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America, made for you. Ruger.com. You can see it at Ruger.com, and you can purchase it at your local gun dealer. Again, it's Ruger.com. So, there's a new thing going on in New York City, and uh, as cigarette prices continue to raise because of increased taxes in other places, we may say, uh, see this idea uh, go elsewhere because it's a great idea. 
people rolling their own cigarettes? Not just people rolling their own, but actually stores that are designed around encouraging people to roll their own cigarettes. So that is a new one. I have I definitely haven't heard that. Island Smokes is uh, the store the store that is being sued in. They're they've got a couple of different shops. I guess there's one in Chinatown, and the city of uh, New York has gone after Island Smokes, filing suit on uh, November 14th, arguing that they are blatantly evading taxes. The suit argues that every pack of cigarettes must have a New York tax stamp. But the way it's working at Island Smokes is you go in, you choose the the types of tobacco that that you want for your cigarettes. So they have different blends, for instance, that maybe mimic like a Marlboro Red or something like that. Different flavors. Yeah. So you choose the the flavoring that you want, choose the tobacco that you want. Then you get the, you know, whatever the paper is that you roll it up into. And essentially they give you the machine access to a, a special rolling machine that you put on all the parts into and the machine rolls up your cigarettes put them in a pack and then you pay next to nothing in comparison to what new york city normally charges for a pack of cigarettes uh for instance these guys are actually it doesn't i don't know if it says well, in here what they're charging for, for a pack. some people this could be the only way that they get flavored cigarettes anymore because if you were a flavored cigarette smoker before now they're banned and you can get the flavoring flavored tobacco loose and you could roll your own this way yeah. So, I mean, th- for some people, this is the only way they can have the old cigarettes that they used to have. And it's the only way you're going to be able to get a pack of cigarettes for under 8 or $9 a pack in New York, where the city and the state have a $5.85 worth of taxes on each pack of cigarettes. In this case here, it says you can walk out with an entire 10-pack carton for under 40 bucks, so less than 4 bucks per pack at this uh, this island smokes and so new york city is pissed they filed lawsuits and they're even saying the store is violating a state law requiring cigarettes to meet fire safety standards <laughs> fire safety standards this is the, absurd the complaint says quote by selling illegally low-priced cigarettes defendants not only interfere with the collection of city cigarette taxes they also impair the city's smoking cessation programs and <laughs> impair individual efforts at smoking reduction thereby imposing higher health Healthcare costs on the city and injuring public health. They're bad Americans. <laughs> and this is as if the government thinks that free individuals are just going to go along with whatever program they mandate. Just, right. you know, go along, everybody. No one step out of line. You all must pay this ridiculous tax and, and just pay through the nose for something that. You could get in an alternative way. Right, and people are choosing to do this. I mean, they're they're making the choice to, instead of go down to the corner store and grab a pack of Marlboros, they're going to Island Smokes. They're taking a special, you know, route to go to Island Smokes so they can get a better deal. Clearly, the customers don't give a flip about your smoking cessation programs or whatever other Fire safety control. That whole thing is, you know, about the cigarettes uh, that are... Fire safe somehow that they're not going to start a fire in your house. I re- I remember they added those things. It's like little rings of chemicals that put your cigarette out if you're not dragging on it. Blah. And I'm sure it that's horrible. What the, yeah, that's what they want added here. That the, oh, the, these cigarettes aren't safe. As, More chemicals. As the other ones because they don't have the extra chemical. Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who's advocated the AP report, who's advocated for aggressive legal action against cigarette sellers who avoid taxes, wants to uh, was to announce the lawsuit at a news conference recently. A pack contains 20 cigarettes and sells for around $13 in New York City after Ugh. taxes are added. God, I thought it was like eight, nine, ten. They've it's gone up even more than I thought it was. No, yeah, it's it's about 13 right 13 now. It's insane. 13. 
$8. That compares yeah. with a national average in 2010 of $4.80 per pack. According to the Centers for Disease Control, a pack of island smokes is less than $4 per pack. Everything about the business is legal precisely because the company is neither selling cigarettes nor is it manufacturing them, says the lawyer for Island Smokes. It's simply selling loose tobacco and tubes and giving customers access to a rolling machine to make the cigarettes themselves. He says, what's the harm? They're not selling unstamped cigarettes. Right. And when does a cigarette become a cigarette? I mean, there there are all kinds of periods in between when a cigarette is rolled. Like, what if uh, someone was rolling them and then just pinched them but didn't lick the... Uh, the little adhesive that that sealed them shut, you know, just kind of pinched them. I mean, is that not a cigarette? Is that okay to buy? You don't yeah, have to good question. Put, pay taxes on that one because you haven't sealed the cigarette. Yeah, I mean, there point, are all legally. kinds of stages. People who have rolled their own cigarettes know that th- there's a variety of, of stages that cigarettes could be in that you, They can't be taxable at those stages. That's insane. Well, one thing they're going to try to do is, of course, change the law, right? They're going to look at the uh, the various different laws out there, and they're going to attempt to uh, to to adjust them to where uh, you know to where that this is going to be illegal. What this island smokes is doing. You know, I, I just not to say that I, I certainly don't think Island Smoke should have been shut down, but and, and I don't buy. Cigarette- they haven't been shut down. They're being sued. They're, they're shut down, man. I mean, when the, when the city of New York brings you know brings its evil eye upon you, you just can't afford to to run. I mean, you know, I. I, I hope Maybe you're right. The best they're still open folks. now, Mark. Okay. That's all I'm saying. They've got I, a lawyer, and they, they're, they're going to court. I hope the best for them. But I'm here at on a website, and I just looked up, uh, you know, cigarette purchase cigarettes online, and came up with some, uh, you know, cigarettes here. Marlboro packet, uh, a carton of Marlboros is twenty fifty. Twenty fifty. That's two dollars a pack online. What? Online, you have to buy. A, I think a minimum of uh, two cartons in order to get them. But why wouldn't you at that price? Now, is that like an Indian uh, reservation that's selling? I those? see. I see Cyrillic mm. letters. Um, so they may be may have been from Russia at some point. But uh, you know, I mean, well, wait. How can you be sure they're real Marlboros? I don't know, but can you get generics we're... for twenty dollars for two dollars a pack? Hell, if I know, I don't the answer not, is no. no. The answer isn't you can't get them for double that. Yeah. Right, it's got to be that they're knocking off the taxes for those. Somehow they're getting around that. Yeah, I you know I, I, I couldn't cigarettes say. could be that cheap. Cigarettes could be like a dollar a pack if it weren't. They've for got the a taxes. telephone number here, and <laughs> you can call them eight a.m. to. 12 p.m. Eastern time. Maybe you should call Mark. I don't want cigarettes. Get him as an advertiser. They can't advertise on. You can't advertise on the the radio. Oh, really? But Jesus. But speaking of the the, broadcast advertising, so effective they will not let uh, cigarettes advertise. No kidding. What about alcohol? Magazines. Yep, liquor can. Sure. Okay. Well, the state will choose what drugs you can imbibe here and, and advertise. So you can legally advertise a drug that will that can kill you. Instantly, I mean not instantly, but in one night, alcohol on the radio. But you can't advertise. You can't advertise cigarettes. Uh, they'd say that's the case. Yeah, incredible. Eight five five. Not that we'd really want to. I mean, we've got Vapor Smiths, and they're way better than cigarettes. I, I, that's what I. That's how I feel. About here, here. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the toll free number. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Your thoughts are welcome. Cigarette madness. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 
855 to get vapor or go to vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And the features there are free, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, don't worry about it. Just click and download and grab as many as you want. Completely free, going all the way back to late 2006, all over at freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project, they've got one of their two yearly events coming up in February. It's called the Liberty Forum, and it's February 23rd through the 26th. It is one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world, and you can be a part of it. And you can be a part of it for a relatively affordable price. I mean, if you've ever been to a convention before, Mark and I, we go to these uh, industry conventions for the radio business. We pay like 400 bucks uh, per ticket for these things. And, and then that- hotels. And, on, and hotel on top of that. And that $400 is basically for a two-day event. The Liberty Forum is under $200, and that includes the banquet uh, lunch and dinner uh, that may be more than that. I'm not sure how many of food, uh, how many dinners it includes, but it includes all the meals that they're having at the hotel. Wow. And it's uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You get into absolutely everything that happens, the, you know, the keynote speeches, all of it. For under 200 bucks plus hotel. So it's much more affordable than any other convention I've ever been to. And it's a blast as well because you're around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. And you get to feel experience what it's like to be here in New Hampshire with other people that think like you do. I've got to say, also, when we go to those conventions, those radio conventions, they're not paying anything for speakers, generally. I mean, they may have one or two keynote speakers that they actually pay on fly-in and that kind of thing. But the Liberty Forum's got to fly in most of their speakers, That's at true. the very least, even if they don't get a paycheck. Or for put coming. them up in a hotel room as well. And, but fly them in and put them up in a hotel room. So, you know, it, it, it makes no sense. So but, they can make it all work for as, as low a price that they're, they're charging is incredible. Yeah. Of course, it probably helps that they do have some sponsors on board, like Free Keen dot com uh, is going to be a gold sponsor of the liberty forum this year which i'm pretty excited about Yay. so uh, go and uh, learn more about the liberty forum over at freestateproject.org slash liberty forum you can sign up with our coupon code and save 10 percent off the already low early bird prices ftl 2012 is the coupon code that's what you need to save that 10 percent that's ftl 2012 and you'll learn about some of the speakers that they're going to be having there it's going to be absolutely outstanding you don't want to miss it it sounds so fun. You're not going to miss I, it, right, Derek? No, I right. will be there. Cool. So, so you get exciting. To meet, you get to meet Derek and uh, all kinds of other wonderful liberty activist types. Many of them, uh, many of the voices you hear on this radio show will be there in person. Probably Pete Nademo from LibertyOnTour.com mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the other folks uh, that uh, that you might have become familiar with by listening to Free Talk Live. The news is over at uh, the Associated Press, and there's there's more here. It's not just going on in New York City. It's just New York City is the most you know, the biggest place where they have the most taxes on these cigarettes, where stores like Island Smokes 
are allowing their customers to essentially roll their own cigarettes in the store using what I presume to be a much more advanced cigarette rolling machine than the average customer would have in their Some own kind home. Of vending machine, I'm imagining. And glass front. You so can watch it happening because they're not <laughs> rolling because the company isn't doing the rolling of the cigarettes. They're saying we don't have to pay the cigarette pa- uh, pack tax on this. We don't have to pay your tax. Hell to, no. And they're not. Paying. But I really wonder about this. If um, are the cigarette if if machines are doing the rolling at this island tobacco then uh, and they're not rolling the cigarettes then are um, the the cigarette manufacturers rolling cigarettes when their machines are doing it well no no, no. the are difference we- is, no no so you're missing the difference the difference here is the customers doing the rolling they're so the customer controlling right. the machine that does the customers it- bought the the point of sale is the customer purchasing the tobacco and the papers okay right and then after that, after the sale is done, then the customer can roll their own cigarettes right there on the spot. Then there's just free machines Which to, is to perfect. use. Which yeah. And I mean, the, the whole thing about when does a cigarette become a cigarette, I mean, would the New York government get upset if people only injected them like half of the tube with tobacco and then maybe filled in the rest at home or something? I mean, uh, this could come to a really ridiculous level of, of It's already saying, ridiculous. Like, well, but, yes. <laughs> it could become more ridiculous. Yeah, even worse. Let's go to uh, Joshua. He's in uh, Utah. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, and Mark. Hi, you guys. Uh, good show. Um, I wrote my own cigarettes, and I could do a carton for about, I figured it out, it's about $10 per carton. Oh. What brand? Um, I just heard you guys talking about this story, and it really makes me sick, all the taxes. Um, roll your own. Uh, oh, Mark was talking earlier about the cigarettes you can order online from, like, over in Europe, like Eastern Europe and Russia. I used to do that years ago, but a lot of those sites are kind of uh, on artists, I guess you could say. They might just send might us the money to get a shipment or two unless the uh, customs will confiscate it now through the mail. I see. But uh, a lot of those sites will pop up for a while, but then they go out of business. And a while back, you guys talked on your show, this is several years ago, when they increased the tax on the roll-your-own tobacco. And a pound of tobacco used to be about, it was about $14, and it jumped up to about $40. Whoa. Wow, After that's that huge. Tax at Obama. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was a huge jump um, at one point. Yeah. They, they actually it put a store out of business up in Salt Lake. There was a tobacco okay. store up there for many years. It was kind of a family-run business, and they wrote an article in the newspaper about it, and he said, you know, with this new tax, there's nothing I can do. I have to close up shop. Cutting all the and profits out. Because they're hurting people. Now, did you start rolling your own to avoid the taxes? I, I started rolling my own about 12 or 13 years ago because I, I just happened to see a website about it, and it was cheaper even – I mean, I hate to say it, back then I thought cigarettes were expensive mm. 12 years ago. So you've been seeing the trend for a while. But, but it's a better quality cigarette. It really is. You don't have all the additives. But and you just get pure tobacco was, and whatever like, flavoring. You get the, the tobacco and whatever flavoring you might yeah, want and right. without all the chemical stuff. That if the, you get the pipe, yeah. pipe tobacco, but I yeah. wonder about the if cigarette you know rolling tobacco. Somebody smoking a roll-your-own cigarette compared to a store-bought, the smell is night and day between the two. Oh, yeah. 
Well, um, yeah, roll your own stink to high heaven. Uh, my experience is, I mean, I I was in prison for nine it. years, and they were they were foul. Um, they, the bugler yeah. and the top that they would sell. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the stuff they'd sweep up off the floor from the uh, tobacco uh, manufacturing places. Uh, At least that's what we said. The, the the urban legend was. I I can't. I've got nothing nice to say about roll your own. Now, if we're talking about pipe tobacco, I've heard folks, uh, you know, say that pipe tobacco isn't treated in the same way, and I find that interesting. But what do you think about the e-cigarette? Why haven't you tried that instead of rolling your own? I mean, that's a lot of work. I've never tried one. I, I hear your advertisements, and it sounds like a really good alternative to uh, stepping outside in the cold. Man, I was just using oh, mine yeah. last night. It was great. You got to try it. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, um, I stand up for everybody's me, right just, to smoke whatever I've the heck they want to smoke. I prefer, to me, it's, it's like it's not the real thing. Well, it it's might not, not the be the thing. It might not be what you're used to, but as a supplement to yeah. smoking, I mean, say you don't want to go out in the freezing cold in Utah. You, you I mean, that's just take a, well, a drag inside for a little while. One of these days, if I ever do decide to quit, that would be. You don't have to quit now. Yeah, did you, you can did you continue. The, did you hear the story that we had where it was uh, forty, uh, you know, committed smokers who would not take a smoking cessation program were given the device, and um, within what was it six months later? It might have been six months later. Fifty uh, percent of them had cut their tobacco consumption in half, and twenty five percent had just ceased altogether. So it's not like you have to want to quit. You know, I mean, that's that, that's not a criteria for it. But it would save him a lot of yeah. work, right? I mean, he's already saving. He's got the money-saving thing going on by rolling his own cigarettes. The right. e-cigarette saves money off of somebody buying packs of cigarettes. But uh, you're going to save Even the work and the effort that you have to put into rolling your own. I mean, this you want to you want to use the e-cigarette, you attach the little flavor packet to it, and you're good to go. I mean, you charge right. it once yeah. in a while, that, and that's, that's it. That's another thing. That, that's another topic. There is effort to rolling your own. It takes time. And yeah, it's a mess. Sure. you got to um, clean it up sometimes. It gets the, That loose tobacco gets all over yeah. the place. So, yeah, oh, yeah. It goes everywhere on the counter. It just makes a big mess. Joshua, thanks uh, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. If you want to check out the e-cigarette, I recommend it. It's great stuff. That's right. You can uh, get a free uh, e-cigarette from Vaporsmiths.com. Just Two buy- of them. Well, yeah, it comes. It's a two-pack. That's that's yeah. true. Um, it's vaporsmiths.com. Use coupon code FTL. You buy forty cardamizers, you get free shipping and a free starter kit. Vaporsmiths.com. You'll save money. Use coupon code FTL eight five five two get vapor eight five five two get vapor vaporsmiths.com. More coming up. Your thoughts. Welcome eight five five four fifty free cigarette ban. Cigarette taxes. You tell us. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a thirty-second edition of. Verbal Surgery. I'm your verbal surgeon, Tim A. Cummins, here to radiate your brain for maximum gain. And let me tell you, my friends, get on to the verbalsurgery.com train. Come check it out. Listen to this podcast, and you will feel better right now because you are awesome. Looking forward to seeing you at verbalsurgery.com. Take it easy, baby. Awesome. Free Talk Live, toll-free number for you, 855-453. You may bring up what you want. You can comment on what we're discussing, which has been the New York City crackdown on stores that are allowing customers to roll their own cigarettes on site. Uh, They're saying that uh, these stores are basically doing an end run around their cigarette taxes, both city and state. 
And they're pretty upset about it, so they're bringing lawsuit. We'll give you some more details on that in a moment. 855-450-FREE is the number here. You can also join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that money in. And somebody made a great point. I've been saying for years, reinvest it into the show. This, that doesn't really make sense, does it? How can we reinvest money we never had before? Okay, yeah. So you're just going to so invest it. We are it. investing it in the show. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> no one ever called me on that one before. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the grammar police that listen to this show, you'd think they would have had that. You'd think. I mean, you can't make a historical inaccuracy on this show and not uh, get, not get uh, an email about it. I, um, you know how I said that the United States hasn't declared war since 1941? Mm. Actually, in for- 1942, it declared war in like Bulgaria and some minor Axis no powers. Way. Our <laughs> listeners, our listeners, you know, I mean, yeah. we got to let you know if you're wrong. So I'm glad somebody brought it to my attention. So yeah. correct me if I hit that wrong again. We okay. will invest your three dollars into the show. And get on more radio stations as a result and bring more internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you and you want perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, some hand-rolled cigarettes. No, we don't give you any hand-rolled cigarettes, but that's what we're talking about here. You get uh, the call-in lines, you get the uh, the, the AMP-only forum and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. So we've been talking about this roll-your-own-cigarette thing out of New York. Uh, they, they're suing Island Smokes, which is allowing customers to roll their own cigarettes on the spot. They buy the tobacco that they want, the flavor that they want. They buy the, the tubes, as they're called. And then they stick it all in a, in a machine and it just rolls up the cigarettes for them. So they've already purchased the product. They're rolling the cigarettes after the fact. and the, But the, that's not stopping the city from bringing a lawsuit against the store. Now, they're doing all the work. I mean, it, it, for the government to claim that it is deserving of any money for the transaction that's happening is absurd. Well, that's what they believe they, they deserve money on every transaction, well, period. Yeah, just the the assumption is that they they own you and that yep. they own everyone. So Just because you're doing any transaction means that they should get a piece of it. Right, the, right. I mean, they, they, not that, like they do anything to earn the money they get. They just believe they should get a piece of every bit of money that changes hands in their political jurisdiction. Oh my gosh! That's How what, parasitic! That's what governments do. They are. I'm parasitic. surprised they don't uh, charge you when you give your kid allowance or something. Yeah, if they could don't give out, them ideas. If they could figure out how to do it, they would. You know, you're right about that. You know, it is uh, developed by the way. This business, uh, Island Smokes, owners include a New York City police captain. By the way, opened in April. It's de- <clears throat> developed to clientele of people who are trying to save money and don't mind spending some time at the machines rolling their own product. It's a certain demographic that rolls their own. They don't really want to be bothered with Bloomberg reaching into their pockets, said their attorney. He likened the operation to a brew-your-own-beer store and chafed at the idea that it might cost the city substantial tax revenue. Some smoke shops use roll-your-own machines that can churn out a carton of 200 cigarettes in eight minutes. But Barron said Island's machines are far slower. City investigators said it took them about 45 minutes to make one carton. Okay, so maybe it's not as good of a machine as... I thought it was. He says, this is why I don't understand why the city has us in their sights. Legal battles over shops using roll-your-own machines are ongoing in several states, not just New York. Wisconsin's Department of Revenue early uh, this year informed machine owners that they need manufacturing and distribution permits to operate. Enforcement of the order has been put on hold while a judge considers the matter. In West Virginia, a judge ruled in September that a tobacco shop there was violating state and federal law by failing to charge excise taxes on cigarettes made by customers in automated on-site rolling machines. 
Here in our very own New Hampshire, the Supreme Court ruled in July that a roll-your-own tobacco shop there was effectively a cigarette manufacturer and thereby had to pay into the national fund that reimburses Medicare for smoking-related illnesses. Boo. Bad New Hampshire. The New Hampshire attorney genital said those payments amount to $5.33 per carton. The Massachusetts attorney genital has also classified retailers who use roll-your-own machines as manufacturers. So, again, they'll just change the rules on you if yep. you manage to find the, the loopholes that work. What a freaking joke. They just want a monopoly over all of it. They just want their hands over all of this stuff. No way to get around it. Anytime anyone tries to find a way around it, they well, can get around it for a little scene. while. But well, yeah, it. for like, what, a week, a month? It's just a matter of time right. before they come enough? in and they say, hey, you forgot that I own you. And right. Is you it long enough? Now. Whatever the amount of time, whether you say it's a week or a month or, you know, six months, however long it is, you know you're, you're riding on borrowed time, right? Like if you open up one of these stores with trying to take advantage of a loophole, you don't know how long it's going to last. I mean, it, it makes it very difficult to innovate and makes it very difficult to introduce new ideas into an old business like this yeah and it's not like there are victims here like where where's the, the state, bloodshed where's the state the, is the victim oh sure yeah because so, they deserve your money you <laughs> owe them you know right. I, whenever you a lot of people travel through the south and i think it's south carolina or north carolina one of them where the, the tobacco tax is really low and you can get cigarettes a lot more cheaply or there's um indian reservations out there where mm-hmm. you can get uh, cigarettes more cheaply different places and you know it, it just makes me it you know, what's the government going to do about that? Well, they don't like the fact that the Indian reservations are selling these things. No. In fact, I have a story about it. We'll get to that in here in a, in a moment. Uh, the argument, by the way, has also been adopted by the U.S. Treasury Department's Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, which issued a ruling September 30th that retailers who give customers access to roll-your-own cigarette machines are manufacturers and are subject <coughs> to the same licensing rules as other cigarette manufacturers. So... The feds have basically, you know, laid down the law on this one. Nope, you can't. If you've got a cigarette rolling machine in your tobacco shop, you are now a manufacturer. manufacturer. My goodness. Those regulations, among other things, would require the shops to apply for a permit before going into business, post a bond, and keep certain inventory records. All of those rulings are being fought by manufacturers of the machines, which include companies like RYO Machine Rental of Cincinnati, which said it has 1,700 machines out at uh, four stores in 40, put, 40 states. They're putting the machine guys out of business. Oh, yep. In this oh economy, people making you know tobacco rolling machines are being put out of work by the governments that demand these taxes. The, putting the manufacturers out of business. Just totally absurd. I mean, I, I would wonder if the... They slightly broke one of their machines, and you the customers had to fix the machine before using it if if they would be able to claim that the store is still a manufacturer like what say that? say it's detached right or or some like an old, some a broken piece of, piece of is, equipment yeah, yeah something's broken this is what it comes <laughs> down to the customer has to fix it real quick this before you using that's it. good stuff this is what i was saying before is if you know that I mean the next step to this is they get two storefronts or they take their storefront they split it in half they use a dummy corporation on one side mm-hmm. they put the machines on the other and you know they sell you the stuff in one you have to walk outside and go yep. to the store next door it's crazy yep. So one more point here from this piece of the uh, the AP. 
the lawyer for Island Smokes uh, echoed some claims, or excuse me, one of their attorneys, I guess, uh, some attorney, echoed claims made by Island Smokes that the roll-your-own-cigarettes produced in their stores are healthier than commercially produced packs because they don't contain some of the same chemical additives that you might get out of a pack of Marlboros or some other Philip Morris brand cigarette, for instance. Mm -hmm. And that brought a rebuke from New York City's health commissioner, Dr. Thomas Farley. He said, claiming this is healthier is a second scam. It's totally false. He said the health risks from cigarettes come from inhaling the cancer-causing agents produced by burning tobacco leaves. There is nothing safe about an all-natural tobacco leaf. Yeah, but it's safer to have the fire safety controlled cigarettes that have the extra added chemical that puts cigarettes out. That's, All those chemicals with the funny names you can't possibly pronounce, right, those that's, chemicals. Yeah. That's safer because the government has approved them. Yep. Yeah, I don't He's know. He's just pimping for the corporations. I it's mean, this what it's that is That's how I feel, but I don't I don't know for sure. I've never been able to really say that this is the truth, but I did go to a smoking cessation place one time. It was one of these laser treatment things, and the lady said, "Oh, you smoke cigars and you inhale them? Well, that's not nearly as bad as cigarette smoke. Hmm. I mean, she you because know, of the chemical. Because of the chemicals. That was her belief. Now, I I don't know. I mean, it's an appeal to authority. I I, I frankly don't know. But it seems I think it common seems sense. Plausible. Yeah. yeah, I think it's common sense, not just an appeal to authority. Fewer chemicals. Yes, <laughs> that is right. that is what I want to be inhaling. Yeah. Do you want chemicals? Do, right. Do you want to smoke a tobacco leaf that has nothing added to it? Or do you want to have this tobacco leaf that has 400 chemicals added to it? Yeah. Or 25 chemicals. I, I don't know how many there are in these packs of cigarettes, but I've heard it's quite a, quite a few. Customers are making their own choices, obviously. They prefer fewer chemicals. And the government only allows ones with, what, a surplus of 100 chemicals at least? Right? I don't we know. Don't know what is, what are them. the numbers of the... the uh, this, is, this would be an interesting statistic to find out. 300. Is that right? In a pack yes. of cigarettes? In, uh, in a in, cigarette? In a single cigarette, yeah. One of these major manufacturers, yeah, including cigarettes. like rat poison and stuff like this. Good lord! Well, because well, you know, the, I think arsenic is arsenic, arsenic's in a lot of things. Well, the, I think they do it for the um, tobacco leaves so that varmints and things don't eat, try and eat them. So the insanity thing. isn't over. We've talked about how they're coming down on the roll your own tobacco shops, but Derek, coming up here in hour number two, you're going to share with us how they're coming down on individual they're cigarette after smokers. You. That's right. So just don't think you're safe here just because you just happen to have some roll your own cigarettes or you bought something from an Indian reservation or whatever. We'll come back with more at 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. You can take control. Hour 2's next. Free Talk Live. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, Jack! Yearly is a bold, independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? The 
This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You, as always, are invited to join in here and bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's one 855 Four five zero three seven three three, and here tonight it's Ian, Derek J, and Mark. We invite you on over to our website as well at freetalklive.com. You can go there, get interactive, and enjoy it all for free. Unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their websites. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Coming up, Derek J, you're going to tell us a crazy story about a crackdown on cigarettes that's coming in an unusual form. They're actually going not just after the stores. We spent the first hour talking about going after roll-your-own stores in various different states. But they're actually going after individuals now. We'll explain that in a moment. But first to the phones and the fun, let's talk to Aaron in Ohio. Aaron, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, last night I called in talking about public schools banning things. And I didn't get a chance to tell a story about uh, kind of an incident that happened to me. Okay, what happened? Okay, so I thought I'd call back in and uh, tell you the story, because I thought you guys might like to hear this. Um, like, like I was talking about uh, last night with how school, public schools were banning certain things because, you know, kids would fight over them or ki- they would get stolen by other kids or because kids would play with them during class. Like, and- uh, like Pogs or Magic Cards or yeah. Pokemon or something like that. Game Boys and stuff like that, right, mm-hmm. right. And I thought, and, and uh, here's a little story of an incident that happened to me. Um, I, this was uh, when I early fourth grade year, I believe, and I was bringing in uh, my uh, my Game Boy, and I was playing with it during, um, I played with it during uh, recess and lunch, and when I was playing with it at lunch, uh, one of the teachers noticed it and walked up to me and told me to uh, put it away, cause he, and he said, and I, and I asked him why, because you're not supposed to have those things at school, and I'm like, but why? Because see, and basically, I wanted to know why. I, I didn't just say, "Well, because they're not." I'm not allowed to have them. You're trouble. Like, How dare you question authority? <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. I, I was just like, "Why?" And he said, "Because we said so." And you know, mm. and he said, "You should be eating your lunch." Yeah. And he said, "You should be eating your lunch." Like I wasn't hungry, so I. So I, and even if I wasn't, it only takes me like we like we had like a 30 minute lunch break. So it only takes me like what 10 minutes to eat my lunch. So for that remaining 20 minutes, what am I supposed to do? Stare at a wall or something? So I pull out my Game Boy and I start playing with it. And this teacher's telling me, I'm, he just, just tells me to put it away because I'm not supposed to have it at school. And I keep saying why. It's like, well, you know, because uh, you know, he gives me all the reasons. And he says, well, someone might steal it from you. And so basically he says, if you don't put it away, I'm going to take it from you. So basically uh. he says he's going to take it from me because he's afraid that another kid might steal it from me. So basically stealing it from me to prevent it from being stolen from someone else. That's just weird. And he Brilliant. probably doesn't even see the irony there. He's, he probably thinks he is helping keep the, the school a safe place. Well, you probably can get it back later at the end of the day or something. Actually, like well, actually I've got stuff taken away before, and they never gave it back. And really? In fact, I heard some kids say, kids say they destroyed them, which that's nice. Yeah, that, that's your response to keeping kids from stealing other kids' stuff. Is Well, I don't think they, they destroyed school. it. They probably brought it home to well, their kids. You know, what I'm thinking <laughs> here is, um, what would a private school do? And I'll bet you the private school that I went to wouldn't let you have this gizmo um, there on site either. And it could be for some of the same reasons, likely, that the public school wouldn't do it. So I, I guess it comes down to uh, a situation of, would this happen in a, in a free market? And I think it probably would, because people have a philosophy on school that this is time for work, and this is not time to have your little gadgets. You can play your gadgets at home. Yeah, but it would happen differently, at least at a, at a private school or in a free market How they would, would give, differently? they would give a reason because no. we said so right, wouldn't be a satisfactory that would, answer that is a satisfactory answer when it's your property 
Um, I mean, you know that that is that's essentially the reason. Well, they didn't, you know, they they didn't uh, let me have a lighter at the private school that I was at. I wasn't setting fires. I wasn't smoking. I happened to have a lighter, and God knows why. I felt like I needed to be prepared. I had a pocket knife too. They let me keep the pocket knife, mind you. Um, Different times, you know. This, uh, you know, so uh, you know, why wasn't I allowed to have the lighter? Because we said so is essentially That's, the reason. Well, I applaud you, Aaron, for not backing down when you got a because we said so answer. Uh, that is not satisfactory to me well, when mean, you're asking the question why. He didn't back down instantly, but ultimately you don't want the Game Boy to get taken, so you, you did put it away. Well, I, right? I, kinda didn't, I didn't want to get into a lot of trouble. I mean, I would say why a couple times, and they would kind of give me an answer, which even as a kid I still said, I don't like in my head I would say, that still doesn't make sense. But I would do it because I didn't want to get in trouble. And then I would do the same thing with the teachers. I would also do it with my parents. I would ask why a couple times. And then, you know, when, if they start to get angry or frustrated, I would just kind of back off and say, okay, whatever. But in my head, I was like, Nah, doesn't I don't make any sense. Like but Aaron, if they tell you why, you can make your own choices as a sovereign. You can weigh your own risks. Yep. If it's because they think it might get stolen, you can invest in some sort of protection for that. You can have a case for it, disguise it, keep it uh, hidden at certain times. What does that or say about the school? I mean, what does it say about the safety level of this school that that, that there's so much? Uh, theft and so much danger that's that's happening here that you know the teachers are worried that you're going to have a Game Boy stolen from you. I mean, that this is not like a safe reason- place. This seems like a reasonable concern to me that well, the Game Boy be taking place. But here's here, here's my I, I think that you should ask questions of authority every time. I have no problem with that. But at the same time, if it were my school, I'm not going to spend any time at all. Oh, you got your Game Boy stolen? Sorry to hear about that. Mm. Not right. going to your school. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not here to secure your gizmos. Yeah, but he he's not asking for his gizmos to be secured. He was taking nope, care of it himself wasn't. and using it at recess, which is a but perfectly appropriate you time. He was. He's right. just the asking. next guy is not. Go- the next person is not going to be that way. They're going to be like, "I hey, brought my gizmos stolen." He's and just then. asking to be left alone, though, Mark. I, mean, I that's agree. All he wants. I agree. And and in a you know in in my school I would treat each peop- each individual individually rather than applying some ludicrous policy across the entirety of everyone. So you're responsible. You bring a Game Boy to school. You're responsible for it. Indeed. End of story. Right. You're here. Anything else you want to share tonight, Aaron? Uh, no, that's all. Thanks for, today. for the call. Appreciate it. Let's talk to George in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, George. Eight five five four fifty free is the number. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind today? Program. Thank you. And uh, I'm a uh, sovereign of the land. Mm. Get that part. Okay. Go ahead and with your I thoughts. I want to talk about making cigarettes because I make my own. All right. And I make them at home. Okay. I have an injector machine, and I can knock out a pack of cigarettes in about five minutes. Now, do you oh. buy the tobacco from someplace? Yeah. Okay. Now, it's do you do you pay happens. the tax and, uh, and get one of those stamps to put on your cigarettes? How could he avoid it? Mm-hmm. Well... I used to have to travel to another town, and I sold my car back in uh, April. So I had to take buses and trains. And uh, so I get the tobacco. Uh, it's pipe tobacco, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get it for just under $38. Pound. For a pound? For a okay. pound. All right. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a head shop up the street from me, and they were having trouble trying to get some cigarette tobacco. So I told him about the tobacco I was getting from uh, the other place, and I gave him the address of a, a, a company in Kentucky that makes inexpensive tobacco. So uh, a friend of mine showed up, took me out to lunch, so I, 
on the way back, I said, let's stop at this place and see if they got the tobacco, because I've been after them for about two months. Not only did they have the tobacco, it's a different brand, but it was five bucks cheaper. Sweet. So my cigarettes cost me about $1.27 a pack. Wow. Not too shabby. Now, if How foul are they? Plus labor, though. You have, to, you have to do all these yourself. Oh, yeah, but it's no trouble. Well, like you said, in only five oh, minutes, no. it takes him five minutes to do a pack. I mean, if sure. a pack of cigarettes costs you $5, then, you know, five minutes is not a bad, <laughs> as far as your time being worth. I'm saving money. Right. But now, uh, not only am I saving uh, 10 bucks a month, because I get two pounds a month, but I'm also saving about eight, eight hours of travel time, because it's four hours of trip with bus and train. Sweet but deal. If, if you'll permit me, I'd like to do a little history with you. I'll tell you what, you'll have to do it real quickly, though, because you got a bad, bad connection. Yeah, okay. Well, I've been smoking for 60 years. When I started smoking, cigarettes were 25 cents a pack. The chances of contracting cancer at that time were 1 in 27. And the first cigarette that came out that I remember with filters had asbestos in the filter. Oh, my. That doesn't sound very safe. George, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can bring up anything that you want. 1-855-450-3733. They're coming after individual smokers. Derek's going to give us the story here in a moment, and we'll take your calls about anything as well. 855-450-3733. It's free talk. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. The number for you, 855-453. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. Hey, what is SACL CAI anyway, Martin? SACL CAI is a uh, company that's owned by Jason Osborne that uh, does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. If, uh, you know, the accounts receivable into your business is getting you down, SACL CAI can handle it. Uh, go check their banner. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page at Free Talk Live. Big supporter of Liberty, Jason Osborne, and they'll take he'll take good care of your accounts. It's uh, SACL CAI. It's not just him. He's got a rather large company, but he watches over everything. Let's continue with you and your calls and go to Kelvin listening in Colorado on the amp lines. Hello, Kelvin. You're on with Ian, Derek, Jay, and Mark. Hey, hi. Ian, Mark, and JJ. No, actually, Derek, Uh, Jay. Hey. I'm sorry. That's all right, Kelvin. Uh, All right. Uh, Hey, uh, regarding the listeners taking you guys to task over uh, small errors, uh, I know sometimes you guys have to wonder but you may not be totally efficient in spreading the ideas of liberty due to like uh, preaching to the choir. Uh, but I'd like to point out that the choir, uh, or at least uh, this singer, finds it valuable because it gives uh, ammunition when we're discussing liberty with the status-oriented people. Uh, so sure. at least for me, it's very important, yeah, that, that the argument or point that I'm making is accurate. Uh, 
Well, this is a common mistake that people in the liberty movement make about Free Talk Live is to believe that this is some sort of a choir show. Um, You know, we're not preaching to a choir. This is an open phones panel discussion with a pro-liberty viewpoint that's heard on over 100 radio stations across the country. Two XM channels. And two XM channels. Those those XM channels are America's voice and extreme talk. Uh, America's talk and extreme talk. Excuse me. America's talk and extreme talk. So you can tell by the names that it's not liberty-oriented channels. They're just... You know, just talk channels. Right, but but I mean, the, the people that listen online, the people that listen to the podcast, they kind of get into this. Like the the other week, we had a lady, young lady, call in about a particular band that is a liberty oriented band called Rebel Inc. They had had their trailer stolen, and she made the mistaken but understandable presumption that well, everyone listening must know who Rebel Inc. is, <laughs> and I didn't know who Rebel Inc. was until Porkfest of this year. And, you know, I only happened to find out not because, you know, I'm not connected with the music scene, period, for the most part. But I happened to be at Porkfest and I happened to hear that they were playing and I heard that they were good. But prior to that, I had never heard of them. And certainly the average person sticking the key in the ignition at the airport in, you know, Huntsville or whatever is not going to have ever heard of them either. So you have to remember that this is a show that is uh, that is targeted at general audiences, even though it is a it is a very principled program that the, the hosts of this program are very you know devout with their ideas of uh, the individual you know individual liberty and personal freedom and all of that stuff uh we come at it from a very principled perspective which maybe makes some people on the internet think that we're more insular than we actually are when in point of fact anyone anyone with the right equipment which is a radio in their car and in the right markets can hear this uh, can hear this program yeah and i'd like to uh, just to, to uh, back that up i had a conversation recently at one of the conventions with one of the the rating the reps from one of the the ratings company, the big ratings company. And, uh, you know, I was asking her just sort of about the numbers of uh, stations at uh, the time frame that uh, Free Talk Live is carried. And the podcast of Free Talk Live is comparable to the AQH of the largest uh, talk radio sh- t- uh, talk stations in the country in the time frame that Free Talk Live is normally broadcast. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a gigantic podcast uh, by comparative, you know, in, in comparison to media. And, well, you know, not to mention the other 100 stations and 2XM channels. So Free Talk Live far and wide is heard by people who have no idea what the ideas of liberty are, Kelvin. <laughs> well, I like that Kelvin brought this up. You know that because a chance to crow. Live, well, whatever uh, angle you come at it from, if you are already liberty minded, this does give you peaceful ammunition in the form of argumentation. Yep. You know, like the four dummies, uh, a reference guide for the rest of us. You know. Oh, there's value here in you know in this show for someone who's already sure. on board with liberty, or you know maybe if you're somewhat on board with liberty, maybe you're like somebody who just found the Ron Paul campaign, for instance, and you're coming on like some of these ideas sound good, but some of them sound crazy. Uh, over time, you know the crazy let the crazy sounding items will sound less crazy because we can legitimize those ideas through being able to explain them and taking the time to really go into detail on what it means to be free and how it means you have to allow others to be free and allow them to make mistakes and we can really get into all that so it actually helps the people within the liberty movement uh to to hear the show as well you're here absolutely i agree with that uh i was just observing that uh, more than half the people that call in sound like they're already uh liberty lovers and they're you know telling you about stuff that happened to them or uh, etc so i just got the mistaken impression that most of the uh uh, well, it's a simple mis- it's an easy party. mistake to make. Callers are not representative I, of the listening audience yeah, in any not, way. And we're not trying to chasten you or anything like that, Kelvin. We're just uh, you know, clearing something. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. I, uh, 
love the show, and I guess I just... You by Kelvin, simply by calling in, you are an unusual case because the average person will never call a talk radio show ever in their lives. This is the first one I've ever called, and I've called probably a dozen times now. (laughs) uh, Okay, so I had a second subject, if you guys uh, have the endurance. (laughs) Okay, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, cannabis legalization and something that 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 bothers me about the whole thing. Uh, So anyone who has objectively analyzed the illegal drug issue has to conclude that prohibition is a failure uh, on so many fronts. Uh, for yep. example, uh, uh, corruption of police and public officials, uh, violence due to turf wars and uh, law enforcement raids, uh, incarceration of uh, peaceful people at taxpayer expenses, danger to the users due to uh, product being cut, uh, the expense of the uh, attempts to enforce it. Uh, and then probably a bunch of more stuff that I can't think of at the moment. Uh, but combining combining the discussion to cannabis and considering the negative effects that I just mentioned, how is it even possible that cannabis is still illegal? Uh, all I can conclude is that uh, the continued prohibition comes from somewhere at the top, uh, and it's to prevent the loss of productivity of the free-range serfs. So I... <laughs> What do you guys think about that? To prevent that? the yeah. loss of productivity? Can you explain uh, that a little further? Hmm. Uh, well, you know, the, uh, they figure the gross d- domestic product uh, might go down if people weren't as stressed out and worried about running in the, the little gerbil no. uh, wheel. No, <laughs> I think it's the, the opposite. I, I mean, I think if cannabis were legal, people would be using it for all sorts of industrial purposes uh, because hemp is is wonderful for it's it's almost a, a miracle uh, industrial uh, what is it fiber I guess you would call it so it is. Yeah. yeah so the the GDP argument is totally absurd because companies would be using this stuff on mass to make well, better quality products cheaper. Not only that, but from the personal use perspective, uh, people that use cannabis today would still use it in the legal scenario, and very few people don't use it today because they're afraid because it's illegal. Most people are going to use cannabis if they want to use cannabis. So already, if if that's somehow affecting the workforce, then it's already affecting the workforce, and legalizing it will actually put more money into the economy. We'll talk about more money in the economy. The money that these people are currently spending on cannabis, they can spend on other things because the price of cannabis would drop dramatically in a legal environment. Yeah. We just talked about tobacco, what, 14 to $40 right. per pound? And I think well, it's cannabis the, is like, you know, 1000 to 4000 to $5,000 per pound. Yeah, I think... Well, the, I, tell you what, we'll come back with more, Helen. Hold your thoughts. I want to get back into the issue here of, uh, you know, why? Because his question was, well, why is it still illegal? I've got some speculation. I had to, too. Uh, 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts are welcome as well. This is Free Talk Live. The Ruger Lightweight Compact Revolver is loaded with the latest technological advances and features required by today's most demanding shooters. Models include the original LCR in 38 Special Plus P, the powerful LCR 357 Magnum, and the LCR with excess sights. All models feature a monolithic frame, patent-pending friction-reducing cam, high-strength stainless steel cylinder, and polymer fire control housing. The LCR, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LCR at Ruger.com slash LCR. This 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And we invite you online over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features we have for you. If you've got a smartphone... You can just go to m.freetalklive.com. You want quick access to the live streams and the podcast? That's where you can go and find them over at m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. The holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift that you can give your family and friends. Peace of mind. Destabilizing events are happening around the world. Unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. But it's always a good idea to be prepared for you and for your family. I choose wisefoodstorage.com. They offer delicious, ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are prepackaged for freshness in individual Mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life. You can prepare them in just minutes by simply adding water. Visit wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today. Request a free entree sample. Use coupon code FTL. And you can also get, uh, during for a limited time during the holidays, uh, use that same coupon code FTL. Get no-cost shipping and 10% off any order. It's wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Promo code FTL for a free sample, free shipping, 10% off any order. Peace of mind included, the greatest gift you can give loved ones um, this holiday season. It's wisefoodstorage.com. So, Kelvin dropped off during the break, but I think that we still wanted to address his question of why is cannabis still illegal? Mark, did you want to try your hand? I'm going to take a poke at it, and I think it's just uh, it's it's just inertia. The political machine is really about the status quo, whatever that status quo might be. And in the same way that tobacco is so difficult to uh, – it's, it's two things. Uh, tobacco is so difficult to for people that are trying to make it illegal. It's difficult. It's, it's a lot of hard work. You've got to lobby the politicians and do all these things. Um, so inertia plays one uh, – is one aspect. The second aspect is uh, the state hates freedom. Uh, and that's and that doesn't matter whether it's uh, you know North Vietnam or the United States government, whatever it is, or, or the local government. The state hates freedom; it wants to control every aspect. So you have uh, the the freedom around marijuana and the inertia that it is illegal, and that's the problem. I got this. Mark's half right. Okay, so he right. he says that it's inertia, but how did that inertia get going? Well, sure, that's uh, okay. It's but, important, but okay, I mean, you know the state hates freedom, but what are they doing? that made the inertia get this way, that people feel this way about cannabis, that it's been illegal for so long. To me, the only difference between alcohol alcohol prohibition and cannabis prohibition are the propaganda techniques that are used to enforce it or not have to enforce it. Because back in the day, they said that alcohol was illegal, but did they have huge posters and uh, television ads that were running? Well, they didn't have television and, at the well, Of time, course but... not. So the propaganda techniques have gotten so much better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I doubt it. They, they had a very had... difficult time getting local law enforcement to em- enforce it. And so it had to be done at a federal level. Because they're all a, drinkers. You had a much smaller federal government at the time. And so, you know, all these factors would play in. I say it's the propaganda techniques. Oh, I, I think say they, they learned a lot throughout the years and... Once, so you think the propaganda has been so effective, that's why it's still illegal? Absolutely. All the people who 
I've talked to who think that once cannabis is is made legal, that everyone's just going to get high and nothing's going to get done in the world because everyone's just going to use so much pot. And but doesn't I mean, that fly in the face of the statistics that uh, that show that now most does. people want it to be legalized? Of course. It, it does fly in the face of the statistics that say that's not going to happen, but I, I, I think agree. it's propaganda techniques that it's, get people to believe these falsehoods. To some extent, I agree with what Derek's saying here. And we, you can talk to pot smokers, and many of them will say, oh, you can't make marijuana legal. My God. Yeah. I mean, you talk to them. Some of them will say this nonsense. They'll be like, oh, what about pregnant ladies and driving? Um, I mean, you know, and I think that usually good- pot smokers that I've talked to are in favor of legalizing marijuana, but they're not in favor of the rest of the drugs. I that's understand where, they, where you're coming where from. Typically but I'm talking down. I'm telling you that this is extraordinarily good propaganda if it can if it can okay. affect the okay. people, some of the people, not all of them, but okay. some of the people that smoke the drugs. So here's my they're answer high to the on question. it right then all talking right. about it. Here's, here's my answer. How do you see it? Why is it still illegal? One, the police. You mentioned the status quo, Mark. The police like things the way they are. They like their budgets nice and big, and they uh, they love the perks that they get from having the war on drugs. They love mm-hmm. being able to pull somebody over, find a bag of pot, and then steal their car from them because of uh, asset forfeiture. Mm-hmm. They love being able to raid a home, be able to steal the home from that person because of asset forfeiture. The the war on drugs, which is for the most part a war on marijuana. It's you know the, the marijuana arrests are over half of the drug arrests in the the United States. They're huge, over eight hundred thousand people arrested every single year just for pot then it must be very dangerous most of that for possession so the cops love this it's big it's a big portion of their budget uh asset forfeiture is a huge little bonus to them plus of course the you know you bust somebody with some pot you can steal the pot from them or you can steal their cash from them Mm -hmm. you can you know just take all their stuff like they were remember out in bradenton florida mark where they actually had a a program where what they would do is uh, let's say Derek, you're driving around in bradenton florida you get pulled over you happen to have a bag of weed you're just coming back from your dealer and uh, the cops say, "Look, Derek, you know you you're looking at a felony charge here. Uh, this is uh, an ounce of weed, and here in Florida, anything over twenty uh, twenty grams or twenty one grams is uh, last last time I checked was uh, was a felony. Look, oh you're, you're looking at a felony here. Tell you what, we're going to give you a deal. You just go ahead and sign over a title to your car to us right now. I mean, it's asset forfeiture anyway. You're going to lose it. You might as well just give it to us. Sign this. We're going to. They actually have a sheet of uh, paper. Yeah, they had a piece of paper. No way. They have the paperwork that they carry around drawn up for you. Yeah, right in a little metal clipboard. They'd flip that baby right out. Tell you what. Sign this. You just sign here. We'll take your car from you right here on the spot. You can walk home. We're going to take the pot. We're not. We're not going to charge you. Now you have to agree that you're going to waive your rights and you know you're going to waive. You're not going to sue us. So just you know just go ahead and sign here you wouldn't believe how many cars they've gotten from people that is unreal so and people just it. sign away their, yeah, their yeah. who the hell wants to go to court who wants to i mean they got caught with an ounce of pot they're looking at prison time right they give well, up the, give up the car on the spot you don't get charged you get to leave the situation most people are going to take that deal well then i got to take this opportunity to remind people that police are not there to look out for you oh, no <laughs> doubt. they are there to find and prosecute criminals and they are going to treat you like you As are a criminal a criminal right so my point being the cops love the war on drugs i mean this is big this is big business for them. So right. they have every incentive in the world to keep it going. So whenever the most benign, wimpy uh, change to the war on drugs comes up, like like recently in New Hampshire with this medical marijuana, which is like the worst medical pot bill you can possibly imagine, the wimpiest bill comes up, the, the cops come out, you know, they send out their chiefs of police and they speak out against it. And it doesn't matter how many wheelchair bound patients are in the room speaking mm. in favor of, uh, of medical marijuana. Just the fact that the cops oppose it is enough usually for uh, the, the political class 
has to keep it going. So the police are one point. And then the second point is the uh, the big corporations like the uh, – the Philip Morrises and the the Budweisers and those companies. Mm-hmm. These people have come together and formed the Partnership for a Drug-Free America. Now, if you actually look – you've seen the commercials, I'm sure, on television. Uh, the Partnership for a Drug-Free America. If you actually look into who is the partnership, guess what? It's the big corporations that are already drug manufacturers. They're just manufacturing cigarettes, alcohol, and pharmaceutical drugs. So for whatever reason, they don't want the people, you know, they don't want people to be able to get their hands on cannabis because then it might lessen their reliance on, say, prescription pills, for right. instance. Well, that's one of them, but uh, yeah, they they might switch away. They want to enjoy their monopoly power that yep. the state will grant them through their lobbying efforts. I, I think you you did hit, hit it on the head when you said police have the right incentives, and of course these big corporations have the right incentives, which is really short sighted use- on their part because you would think that uh, these corporations could see the money in it, right? That, that they would see, oh my God, we definitely want to lobby for this because well, if we're Marlboro, we could sell Marlboro cigarettes and or your, your rolled joints or something like that and make all know, kinds of money. They could really- always be ready for the business opportunity but for now it's always better to side with the the monopoly power of the state to keep the status quo yeah Yeah. you know i really wonder about uh, that what you're saying there um because marijuana the 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 curing of marijuana to be smoked is significantly easier process than distilling liquor making beer or uh drying tobacco leaves Mm -hmm. i mean tobacco leaves are all in the curing marijuana you know it really isn't so i just i I think that people could just grow it in their backyard if they if it was legal they could but most people don't distill their own alcohol and most people well, i'm saying it's a lot easier than those things it's still a hassle dude have you ever clipped a, a marijuana plant before what I, what, you, what you, are, are, more are coming you, up here this is free talk book in every age a technology is created that upends the foundations of society the wheel the printing press the internet now in a world sliding into financial chaos a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world it is called bitcoin Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. The toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Still to come, Derek J. is going to give us an update on the cigarette crackdown that's happening. It's again another New York story. We'll get uh, into that. This one, they're going after individuals this time. Uh, We'll get to that. But first, you and your thoughts. So uh, 1-855-450-FREE is the number. Also want to invite you to the website where you can support Free Talk Live. Uh, you can do that by going to promote.freetalklive.com. We have different features there. One thing, you can send in a self-addressed stamped envelope, and we'll send you back a Free Talk Live bumper sticker. Uh, that's an easy one. Also, you can download web graphics, banners, uh, high-resolution graphics, things you can use to make your own graphics with. Uh, you've also got other things like uh, flyers, which you can download and print out and customize as well. So go to promote.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones and the fun, we'll talk to Jim calling from nb i guess is that new brunswick jim jim from somewhere you're on free talk live yeah it's nebraska nebraska ah uh, uh, ne um, is the appropriate uh our, our board operator got it as nb but it's an understandable mistake this is kids right? why kids you should pay attention during uh ge- geography class in school <laughs> <laughs> jim go ahead with your thoughts well 
So you kind of ruined my call, Ian, because you pretty much said everything I was going to say. But That's all right. Say I, it in I, different words. <laughs> well, I think what you have to do is you have to look at who's incentivized by having it illegal Jump and pot. who stands to lose. And I agree that uh, law enforcement stands to lose. you got a prison system that stands to lose. Oh, thank you. I didn't even mention the prison system. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have drug companies that stand to lose because cannabis uh, would be a cheaper alternative to many drugs that are out on the market. And uh, so when you look at who stands to lose, I think there's a lot of money, a lot of lobbying, and a lot of things happen in the background that, that want certain uh, groups to keep it illegal because it's in their best interest to have it that way. I'm glad you called with that. I mean, I don't think you, I don't think we cut you off in any way because I think that you, uh, you really brought it all together by tying it into mm-hmm. that concept of who. Look at this question of why is it still illegal? It's who stands to lose. Great, uh, great way to put it, Jim. Anything else you want to share? No, that covers. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Ingrid calling from the D.C. area. Ingrid, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Um. I was listening to your show, and you were mentioning about how they were cracking down on cigarettes. Yeah. And um, I want to mention, um, actually, in Maryland, um, they've been doing that for a while, and actually, it's a felony. If what is? Smuggle cigarettes from out of state. Oh, my goodness. Um, a felony? They're going to put you in a federal prison for this? What is what is that? Um, like, for example. Well, no, it would be a state um, prison. But, okay. yeah, it would be prison. Holy. So, um, wait. So, you're like saying Virginia, if you were to go down to, say, Virginia... Where cigarettes are probably cheaper than, say, in Maryland, uh, and smuggle in some cigarettes back into Maryland, you were to get caught, then it'd be a felony charge. Yeah, and they actually like crack down a lot of people because in Virginia, um, the tax on each pack is thirty cents, but in Maryland, um, the tax is two dollars a pack. Mm. Um, two dollars a pack. So when so, you um, when you say they're cracking down on people, that just this year they've caught um, one hundred and fifteen people <gasps> smuggling cigarettes into Maryland. So, and Ingrid, is that 115 people who are now in prison? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, my gosh. Um, how are they the catching them? How, how are they catching them? Um, apparently, like, the people in Virginia, like, wrap them out. So if you go to stores in Virginia and you buy a lot of cigarettes, then they, like, report it. How could that so be good for business? Why would they do that? Bounty, perhaps? I'm just thinking. Probably. I don't know. So, wait, um, you're saying they, a store owner uh, would report it to the, the Maryland government? Mm-hmm. And they said, like, just this fiscal year, and hmm. this is the year that ends on January 30th. And then the article I'm looking at is from September of this year. They said they caught 115 people in Maryland smuggling more than 180,000 packs of cigarettes. It's hard to imagine a business Sick. owner would rat out his own customers. Um, you know, I mean, that they... They they should come back and spend more money. But right. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 a crazy situation. I want my customers to be happy and come back and keep buying their cigarettes. I mean, right. that's crazy. I know it's like pretty crazy because in Maryland, like I said, it's punishable by up to two years in prison. And then if and then if you just like have contraband cigarettes, then that's like a just a misdemeanor. Two years. Can you imagine 115 people behind bars for the crime of having cigarettes that? They, I guess Maryland wanted some money for. What do you? What do you? Wait, hold on. You said that you said there that if you have contraband cigarettes, it's a misdemeanor. What are considered contraband cigarettes? Um, hmm. 
Like anything I mean, because if I'm coming, state, right? Well, that's my question. If I come in and I'm driving up the interstate or whatever, and I stopped off at a, a rest stop in Virginia and picked up a pack of cigarettes, and I'm still smoking that same pack, when I get into Maryland, I get pulled over, the cops throw my car, and, uh, and they find this pack of cigarettes from Virginia. Is that contraband? Or when they say contraband, do they mean like the Chinese brand cigarettes that aren't even in any way, shape, or form paying any, any form of uh, state or federal taxes? Well, the article I read um, was mentioning people buying them in Virginia, so I'm guessing that they're, like, the regular... Yeah. I don't, I don't smoke, so I'm guessing, like, the regular cigarettes they sell in the stores. If someone can confirm that, I would love to know for sure if That's that is That's certainly what it sounds like to me. It sounds like contraband cigarettes would be anything from out of state. So As, smoke the whole pack before you make it into another state. Well, I don't think they would crack down on someone who's got an open pack. But if you say had a cart <laughs> surprise me. and it didn't have the, the stamp on it, then I think they might go a little crazy. Ingrid, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? Um, no, that's it. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. If that's true, that just having cigarettes from another state, in a, even in a small amount, because, I mean, if it's contraband, it's, it's contraband. Having a little contraband is still as contraband as having a lot of contraband. And so well, cops have discretion, right? So they, they get do. to decide what is contraband and what isn't. Transporting contraband cigarettes is a felony in Maryland, punishable by up to two years in prison or a fine of $50 per carton. Possession of contraband uh, cigarettes is a misdemeanor. So transporting them is a felony, but possession is a misdemeanor. Is there anything in there about the amount or the circumstance? In this story from the AP, it says nine people have been indicted on charges of illegally smuggling cigarettes from Virginia to Maryland and nearly 15,000 packs of contraband cigarettes have been seized as part of an investigation, authorities announced. So I don't know if this is, I I don't know her number of 150 or something like that that she'd said people, but uh, here in this case, this was appeared to be a ring. In the fiscal year that ended June 30th, Franchot said um, 115 people were arrested in Maryland and more than 180,000 packs of cigarettes were confiscated. And he said that uh, that was two and a half times the amount seized in the prior fiscal year. So this sounds like people who are transporting large amounts of cigarettes for sale. Yeah, well. which is a smart, as far as I'm concerned, a good business. Yeah. Well, can you imagine this as a business model using money to end time and effort and energy resources to get cigarettes that people would be using and that they value and destroying them, simply taking them away, and now they're not on the market anymore. I mean, this is how the state how is backwards. operating. Yeah, it's so, this, it's so crazy. This is their business model. So tell me what's going on in New York, uh, because we started the show talking about New York City cracking down on these roll-your-own stores, but right. they're not just going after business owners. Well, yes. This this story comes from technically that's illegal.com. And <laughs> <laughs> what a... What an, What a name, because in New York, a man was uh, fined for having untaxed cigarettes in his possession. Hmm. Now, how did the cops find this man with his untaxed cigarettes, you wonder? He was stopped at a sobriety checkpoint, where they apparently are not just checking for sobriety, but searching people's cars what a surprise. And, and finding that they have whatever, whatever they have, just pulling people over, giving them fines, treating people like the, the cops own them. It, it's just absurd. So, so this guy got a fine for having this brand Seneca, which is owned by the Seneca Nation. You, you may have seen these cigarettes around. Um, I have not, but that's in, it's an Indian. Is that a New York Indian uh, yes, reservation? Yeah, okay. uh, the Seneca Nation is an Indian tribe. And they are able to sell these cigarettes without charging taxes. Because, of course, these Indian tribes uh, have separate rules. And right. they, okay, which really so they, upsets the, go- the government people. 
Well, they get to make their own rules, and their rule is we're not charging taxes. Right. I mean, it's better for business, duh. So it's you know we don't know the exact law, but uh, the people can go to the reservation to buy these cigarettes, and they l- can't legally buy like more than a few cartons at a time. So. I, I don't know who checks to see if they're buying a certain number. I'm sure they let you buy as many as you want. I'm sure they do. But this guy is just going through a sobriety checkpoint. He bought them in the state where he was still in. He mm-hmm. bought them in New York and is traveling through New York. But they found him. They they pulled him over at a sobriety checkpoint, just like any any one of us could be pulled over at one of these things. And his car searched. Um, well, you don't have to let them search your car in one of these circumstances, but likely the pressure's on, and um, you know, you, you don't, a lot of people don't know. But he he might not have even known that these things like oh sure. If, if I had bought these, I would have presumed that I had done nothing wrong. Absolutely. Well, the, I just bought some cheap cigarettes. What's the big deal? The claim is that the average American commits three felonies a day. I mean, if you've got expired medicines in your cabinet, you're probably committing a, a felony. Is there more to this story? I'd like to, if, if so, I'd like to get to it. No, just it's just a little more. All right, more on the way here at eight five five four fifty three. Your thoughts are certainly welcome. Does anybody take the side of the state on this one? Eight five five four five zero three seven three. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts about whatever you want. That's the point of Free Talk Live. We call it Free Talk Live because you're free to call in and talk about anything. And we're live seven nights a week. So you can join us over at freetalklive.com and experience the features of that website completely free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. I bet you'll find there's more on Free Talk Live's site for free then you'll get behind the paywall of some of those other sites. Not that I've ever actually paid uh, to go and see Rush Limbaugh's site or whatever other... Like, what does he talk about on his show? Like, you can watch me on my webcam if you just give me $8 a month. And and <laughs> I don't think they turn the webcam on all the time. Or they didn't used to. They used to you just mean turn it on and show? Tell, yeah, they, they turned it on whenever they felt like and then just tell you. Weird. Hmm. Or maybe he was eating. Who knows? Not this show. Nope, we'll eat right in front of you. Right. <laughs> you can see Derek just uh, dressed up mm-hmm. like he's from uh, Birdcage or uh, Torch Song Trilogy or something. That's a funny movie, The Birdcage. You're right on both accounts. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're not watching, shame on you. And uh, you must not be near a computer because you are crazy to not be watching this cam. Well, the cam, <laughs> most of the time it's working. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com and it's totally free. So go on over there and enjoy that. Now, to bring uh, you up to speed, if you're just tuning in, there's been an overarching theme tonight. Of course, it's Free Talk Live. You can always call about anything. But the overarching theme has been cigarette restrictions, uh, rules, enforcement. There's news out of New York, which, of course, is the worst place in the world to buy cigarettes. They charge... Over $5.80 in taxes just for state and local taxes. That doesn't include the federal tax. So it's just crazy what they're doing there. They're cracking down on these roll-your-own cigarette stores where customers are able to come in, pick the tobacco that they want. Uh, then they buy. They get tubes. They buy these things. And then they usually actually use cigarette rolling machines that are on-premises 
to roll their own. And the city of New York does not like that very much. They are coming after those folks. They're suing them. And mm. and likely they'll end up changing the laws to close whatever loopholes that these folks are taking advantage of. These like, dangerous, dangerous people that are stealing money from the state. Well, they, they don't like that very much. They like Victimizing to us- our poor bureaucrats. Well, mm. now they're coming after individuals, too. This is one of the scariest parts of this. I mean, you can you can it's easy to look at the news stories about these companies and say, oh, that's too bad. That company's going to go out of business and it's just a shame. But at least I'm OK. I've still got my cigarettes. And right. uh, then you get this news that Derek was sharing with us. And I, what was the news source on that, by the way? Do you happen to have that handy? Technically, that's illegal. Technically, that's illegal dot com. So uh, so they're saying that apparently a guy was pulled over at a sobriety checkpoint in right. New York, caught for having Seneca Nation cigarettes rolled by the Seneca Nation, That's sold right. by the Seneca Nation, in his car. Now, I thought it was completely legal to buy cigarettes on a Indian reservation and leave the reservation with them, but this sounds like that may not be the case. That's right. He, he was fined for having... Uh, it was a misdemeanor charge of having untaxed cigarettes in his possession. So he took a plea deal then? I, I would suspect. Well, no, who does it? It just says this uh, is a misdemeanor charge. Not not that uh, he took the plea deal. Just um, well, if, what paying, well he didn't go to, if he didn't go to court, he took the plea deal, right? Like if, he, I, if he's would, been fine. I would imagine this could have just happened just a, a day or two ago. So I mean, this is a maybe. The, story, maybe it's so. not written well then, because my understanding. I mean, I'm no legal expert, but in my experience in court. When you get charged with a misdemeanor, you're going to court unless you take a plea deal. You have the okay, added well, complication that the be, journalist may have messed up the writing of this, too. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, I he said may be going to court, for all I know, because it says uh, it, he was also um, charged with a gra- aggravated, unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle. It was aggravated, <laughs> unlicensed operation of his Aggravated motor means you used a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, without a license. I, I mean, what is huh? this? And and at a sobriety checkpoint, I can't imagine how anyone... You can't speed through it. You can't swerve all around through it. You're going all of five miles an hour, if that. So, aggravated, unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle. How dare they? The presumption. Yeah. So... Yes, of course it's absurd to attack the business owners for selling people cheap cigarettes untaxed, which they are allowed to do in New York in this Seneca tribe, but then to go after the individual for it, even more absurd, because the businesses you would expect might at least know the laws. They would have some expectation that they would know the laws in which they're operating. But an individual customer at some random store, I mean... What if you're some a visitor from out of the country? Even you know how how is every single person in the world who might visit this cigarette store? How do they have to know what the laws are everywhere? It's crazy. It's how just is insane. an individual expected to know this stuff? They don't send out ads. They don't send no. out flyers in the oh, mail well, telling say, you. They'll say that uh, they put a notice in the newspaper. Oh, sure. As though yeah. everyone reads the newspaper. Right. Uh-huh. You know, back, of course, they don't put that notice on the radio or on the television set because newspapers uh, – why is the government siding with newspapers? How many times have you – even if you've actually picked up a newspaper, how many times have you actually read the notice Yeah, the legal notices. Good yeah. Lord. Aggravation in law is any, circumstances, any circumstance attending the commission of a crime or tort which increases its guilt or enormity or adds to its injurious, injurious consequences. So, so in this per- – particular situation oh, meaning he you. was driving without a what was it was he meant to do unlicensed it. Yeah. aggravated unlicensed operation yeah, yeah. so he meant to do it he probably was already caught for that and maybe since he got caught the second time it was then aggravated because he be. knew better 
supposedly. Oh. Well, it's it's just absurd that they would attack an individual for this sort of it's stuff. It's probably just the tip of the iceberg. It's probably just, you know, they're probably this is happening to other people. It just hasn't made the news yet because just one little person getting charged with a cigarette possession fine isn't really going to likely hit the news. I'm surprised we were even hearing about this. Well, I'm I'm delighted that uh, the news is getting out there about this sort of thing. Um because I mean, for goodness sakes, people we're we're all free individuals. We're free human beings. That's the idea, at least. Well, we are if we act like it, and this to be true. treated in this way is, is just—it's an insult well, to. We humanity. need to have more people act like it, really. I mean, because most people don't act like they're free. And for good reason, because they're feeling probably pretty oppressed or f- afraid of what might happen to them if they if they act like they're free. But that's one of the things we need is for people to get together who understand what freedom is to act like they're free and to back each other up when we get attacked by these aggressors, these people that want to tell us how to live and tell us what to do and what we can't do and so on and so forth and control every little micromanage every aspect of our lives. If we get enough people together who love freedom enough to actually stand up for liberty, then maybe we'll actually have a chance at really being truly free like to where we can be free and not have to worry about some crazed gang of people calling themselves the government trying to put us all in cages and that to to that end that's why the free state project exists mm-hmm. at freestateproject.org we uh they actually just posted a, a video over at reason.tv recently i don't know if y'all saw it with uh, the free state Pre- uh, excuse me free state project president carla garrick uh Garricky? Anyway, Carla, really cool lady, and they did an interview with her out at Freedom Fest in Las Vegas, and she just did – I thought she did a splendid job. Oh, magnificent. Free State Project is uh, intended to keep New Hampshire awesome. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what that, she said. That that's was the, the gist of it, I would say. But also, but we New got, Hampshire is only got, awesome. I'm sorry. New Hampshire is only awesome in some ways. In some ways, it's terrible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would agree. But, you know, always trying to improve the awesomeness of New Hampshire. But uh, she also th- threw a kick into uh, Keene for being a, a liberty capital. It, yeah, there was a lot of talk about Keene in that particular uh, that that episode, which I I thought I found that was great. Um, but yeah, New Hampshire is awesome when you compare it to the other states in some ways. But in some ways, it's not so great. Like it's a pretty draconian state for no, the war on drugs. Even Vermont has has better gun laws than That's New true. Hampshire, which is just shocking to me. We've well, got a ways to go. This New is Hampshire's not the free state. Is is uh, you know is pretty good. It's, it's certainly in the top ten of states on guns, but uh, New, New, Vermont is better. Well, right. So. Just so it's clear, the Free State Project doesn't mean you get to move to New Hampshire and be, and be free, free immediately. There's a lot that needs to be changed. There's a lot that needs to be done. And one of the most frustrating things that I come across when talking to people who supposedly under, already understand what liberty means, people that are already on board with these ideas, like, well, well why don't you come to New Hampshire? Why are you still in California or whatever? Well, I really want uh, this to be uh, pot to be legal before I come. Well, wait a minute. Well, <laughs> Why can't you come and help make that happen? If we, if everybody who said, "Well, I really want fewer business regulations," or "I really want a pot to be legal," or "I really want whatever my issue, whatever their issue is," if if everybody who said, "Well, I'm just waiting for this one issue," then maybe I'll come out off the fence. If they actually would pick up and move their butts to New Hampshire and get active, then we'd actually have uh, a lot more freedom a lot sooner. If, yeah. mar- if marijuana freedom is a big issue for you and you live in California, I can see why you would choose not to move to New Hampshire. But you know, most states don't have most of the freedoms New Hampshire has. But how do you think the oppressive laws get there in the first place? Is by people not acting, by doing anything. And and we've got to be bigger than one issue. People, we've got to stand for all freedom. More coming up. 
My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. Talk Live. The toll-free number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Maybe you are one of those smoking ban supporters and you just think it's great that New York State is stopping people at checkpoints, searching their cars and finding contraband cigarettes and arresting people, charging them with misdemeanors for it. You think that's a good thing? I'd love to hear from you. 1-855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can also join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And the features you'll find there include the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, get the details on how to get involved. Tonight at the uh, Occupy Keen meeting that I attended, the issue of uh, alternative currencies was discussed. And actually, it was one of the guys that's more on the left, the kind of the lefty spectrum there at Occupy Keen, who asked, have you heard of Bitcoin? And of course, all the Liberty people that were there, there was like four Liberty people and five more kind of average folk, lefty folk. And uh, of course, all the Liberty people had heard of uh, the the Bitcoin. And uh, so that, you know, spurred on a a conversation about Bitcoin. And the question that he asked was, well, is there a way to actually convert the Bitcoin into a local current or, you know, a currency? And I said, yeah, actually, crypto exchange just started up. That's right. If you've been hearing about the new digital currency known as Bitcoin, and but obtaining them has seemed a little tricky to you until now. Uh, crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your bitcoins. They also offer complete bu- a complete bullion store, so you can uh, buy gold and silver privately with bitcoins. If you're totally clueless on the bitcoin currency, they've got a 24-hour customer service uh, person there to help you. Just uh, visit their website, click on the live support link at the top, see the crypto exchange banner posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. It's the easiest way we can get you there. It's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. So there's this uh, Newt Gingrich character out there who I guess is running for president, uh, People are talking about him now. Like, I guess he's the new hot presidential candidate. <laughs> well, I or mean, something. it's it's kind of sad. The, oh. any, anybody but Romney, folks. Uh, obviously, you know they're not going to pick Ron Paul because oh, I can't handle that. I mean, I can't tell you how many people in the uh, <laughs> the Republican crowd are just like uh, you know that supported Ron Paul uh, four years ago aren't supporting him now. I what? several of them no. I, I've talked to. It's a crazy, and they'll they'll chase after every one of these people like they're the next uh, Messiah. You're saying oh, people which... supported Ron Paul and then they decided to support someone else? How could yes. that be? I, his, I I don't I think they've lost their minds. I think they've lost their minds. Is my guess. What are they think? I, I mean, is there appealing to conservatives, trying to 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 you know wrap arms with their conservative brethren in some way? Well, sometimes people think like, oh, well, if I throw all my support behind this other candidate who is not a, a media favorite, then I'm just wasting my time and energy, and I should just go with someone who the the establishment will. Sure, but how could they like. think that after already supporting Ron Paul? I, 
I don't know. Maybe so maybe crazy. they were disheartened by 08. Well, during, in, in 08, um, the, nobody was speaking about, you know, talking about really you know downsizing the government like Ron Paul was. And so they could have gotten on board for the fiscal conservative aspect. But then him talking about his uh, anti-war uh, stance has uh, turned them off. I see what there you're saying. There are a lot of people. In so the they were like a one issue Ron Paul candidate. They weren't <laughs> on board with Ron Paul for the freedom thing. That's just what I, that's wow. just what I'm seeing. Okay. I don't know. That may, they, that's a sensible explanation. So uh, Salon. Com reporting on this Newt Gingrich character and one of his particularly despicable views. Uh, according to Salon, the thing reporters always loved about Newt Gingrich and the thing that led many of them to mistake his free associative rambling for intellect is that he will just <laughs> babble at length on any given topic to any reporter who will listen. So Yahoo's Chris Moody chatted with the unlikely GOP nomination frontrunner at Books A Million in Florida, and Moody got Gingrich to go on for a while about drugs for some reason, which I'm guessing is not at the top of his campaign list of issues to hit on in interviews. Uh, here are Newt Gingrich's nuanced, compassionate drug policy ideas. <laughs> Constant drug testing for everyone, especially poor people. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Especially? Yeah. Evan, the poor and, people are just going to line up and hand little cups of urine mm, to Newt Gingrich and his buddies. No, everyone. Every, a drug testing for everyone. It's insane. And stiff economic penalties for use. Although he says also the U.S. should be more like Singapore, where people oh. carrying enough drugs to qualify for trafficking charges are put to death. Yep. Spit gum on the sidewalk and you get whacked with a cane. Yeah, let's, let's model ourselves after that. So here's an actual quote from this psychopath. Quote, I think that we need to consider taking more explicit steps to make it expensive to be a drug user. It could be through drug testing before you get any kind of federal aid, unemployment compensation, <laughs> food stamps, you name it. It has always struck me that if you're serious about trying to stop drug use, then you need to find a way to have a fairly easy approach to it. And you need to find a way to be pretty aggressive about insisting. I don't think... Actually, locking up users is a very good thing. I think finding ways to sanction them and give them medical help and get them to detox is more a logical long-term policy. Wow, there's so much tyrannical language in just that one quote, all packed into just one couple of sentences. Nuts. It? Just treating the, the world as his serfs. The self-contradictory word salad leads Mike Riggs to call Newt Gingrich a nitwit, which seems unfair to perfectly harmless nitwits everywhere. But Newt couched his explicit endorsement of incredibly punitive and draconian anti-drug efforts in the language of a reformer. So expect conservatives opposed to the Gingrich surge to paint him as a crazy, heroin-loving fruitcake, as they have Ron Paul, just as they painted his orthodox Republican immigration policy as unacceptable amnesty. So I guess he's he's like good on immigration or something like that, more like well, better than some knew? of the other right. candidates. He said something like people, um, you know, his, his statement was, and I don't disagree with it, something like people who have been here 25 years need a path to citizenship. And so a bunch of people got all upset <laughs> about that. <laughs> so on one hand, okay, maybe he gets it on uh, that side Don't of the vote immigration Democrat. Thing. You can't let them hear. But on the other hand, he wants to put uh, drug dealers to, to the death penalty. I mean, De this guy's crazy. The death penalty. I mean, for for real. Get serious. The, this guy is talking about killing people. Well, it works in Singapore, so why not here? Wow. He he must have been on something while he was doing this interview. It's a power trip. No, trip <laughs> Beside power. Drunk Besides on power. power. Oh, jeez. So uh, yeah, there you go. Newt Gingrich. Not threats. very pleasant. 
Now, Mark, you had something else about this character. Yeah, this one is uh, posted over at ronpaul2012.com, and it's uh, I guess it looks like it's a reprint of a particular article. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but it... You know, I, I think that it's it just shows his flip flopping um, health insurance mandate. He's got different different uh, terms here. One's called the flip. One's called the flop. So I'll just read the quotes and uh, that way you can get it. So these are quotes from Newt Gingrich with a date. Personal responsibility extends to the purchase of health insurance. Citizens should not be able to cheat their neighbors by not buying insurance, particularly when they can afford it and expect others to pay for their care when they need it. Then the flop. That was in June of 2007. I'm against any effort to impose federal mandate on anyone because it's uh, fundamentally wrong and, I believe, unconstitutional. That's 2011. And, uh, you know, cap and trade, climate change, uh, uh, Paul Ryan's budget plan. And what's the time periods between these uh, alleged It just depends on them. Some of them are as uh, short as uh, months and others are as long as – some of them are short as two days. (laughs) We'll come back with more here. You can yep. share, share, oh, find yeah, another one them. you can share with us here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, it's certainly possible someone could change their mind on something, right? But what does he really think? Right. More coming up. Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. We invite you online over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features that you'll find there. They're completely free, including news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up for our email updates or Twitter or Facebook, whatever works best for you. That's news.freetalklive.com. In fact, speaking of the Facebook page, Mark, I don't think you've mentioned this yet tonight, uh, but you've been doing giveaways over there. Yes, I have. Uh, most most days I've been managing to remember to put up a contest and um, that contest is you know giving away some some prizes and you can go get involved at uh, facebook.freetalklive.com you'll be eligible if you just just keep an eye out for the contest i'm doing them all different times of the day and prizes galore yeah there's lots of them Every day. Somebody's Baper winning. Smith's e-cigarettes. That's right. Yearly the movie, mm. uh, Guns and Weed, Toda Sacks, uh, actually magazines from Ruger. Uh, I mean, just all kinds Not of Not the stuff. kind you read. No. Uh, I had a situation where a guy won and uh, he couldn't have it in his municipality. It's sad. Oh, what? Yeah. So they're sending him uh, three 10-round ones rather than one twenty-five round That's awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. They're, they're, Ruger's really cool. awesome. Really? Was it, was it New York? Yes, it was New York City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, our number here, 855-450-FREE. We're talking about this Newt Gingrich character, not because he's worth talking about, uh, but uh, because apparently some people think he's something special. And uh, we just already pointed out that this man's inc- just a, a maniac. He wants to uh, wants to put drug dealers to death. I mean, he's psychotic. So I want And to- drug tests like everybody. It's, it's, it's I mean, insane. Has, has he ever drank a cup of coffee 
for the benefit of the caffeine. I mean, we- oh sure. I mean, these guys drink all kinds of. Th- I mean, they drink alcohol. They drink coffee. I mean, he probably right. drinks alcohol. He's probably smokes cigarettes. I'm predicting that um, Mr. Newt Gingrich has done some drugs in his life because it seems to me that whenever people have these positions that they're so tough on crime that they have actually committed some of these crimes themselves. Frequently, that is the case. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's what he's trying to do, hide the so, fact that he probably has a history. And he is the next darling of the conservatives out there. Everybody is who's he? trying to figure out somebody, well, who are we going to vote for besides New- uh, Mitt Romney? He's, he, he started Romney Care. So they're running from candidate to candidate until they realize, oh, wow, this is a disgusting imbecile, too. And I just want to make it clear, there's some really bad stuff about Newt Gingrich out there. He is by no means the godfather of the conservative movement in this country. Now, I'm going to read, Ian, I've got the, I'm going to read the flip, then you read the flop. All right? Okay. So I've got uh, here on uh, cap and trade. I think if you have a mandatory carbon caps uh, combined with a trading system, much like we did with uh, sulfur, and if you have a tax incentive program for investing in the solutions, that there's a package there that's very, very good. And frankly, it's something I would strongly support. February the 2nd, 2007. Okay, so then uh, about a year later, he says a carbon cap and trade system would lead to corruption, pl- political favoritism, and would have a huge impact on the economy. Now, wh- couldn't you just simply say that he's changed his mind? You can. I just it's, it's important to look at these important issues. These are important issues uh, that people are voting on right now, and the candidate doesn't have any foundation on them at all. Right, and Newt is supposed to be, of all the candidates, the one who just knows the economy better than all the rest. Isn't that supposed to be his claim to fame, that he's this economic genius? He's a genius. So, uh, he should it's have like thought this stuff out already. It's not like it's appropriate to flip-flop between 07 and 08. I mean, well, he's had a history of knowing about the economy. He's like Prince. Somebody just cu- kept saying that he's a genius over and over again, and everybody <laughs> believed it. Uh, okay, so... The uh, says Prince is a genius. Here's, a, here's <laughs> one I want to hear, Mark. Read, read me uh, the criminal court trials for suspected terrorists. Flip. Well, I think if members of the Bush administration believe that they have enough evidence to convict Jose Padilla going through the process of convicting him and holding him, I suspect maybe for the rest of his life without parole would not be uh, would hardly seem uh, would hardly be seen as a loss. I think this administration is still wrestling with what uh, are the real ground rules for dealing with people who are clearly outside of normal warfare. We're not. Where they're not wearing a uniform, they're not part of an army. They're openly threatening to kill thousands or even millions of people. So he's saying there that he is, he's saying that it's okay him put him put him to trial is what he's saying. In that right? No, it was uh, process. They're going to put the. He says about, going through the process of convicting him and holding him maybe uh, for the rest of his life would not be seen as a loss. So, because the flop here says, why would you take a Nigerian national who just tried to blow up a plane over Detroit? Why would you take that person and put them in the American criminal justice system, give them an attorney, and read them their Miranda rights, which he said five years later in 2010? So mm-hmm. you wouldn't. Uh, so he was supporting criminal trials for for Jose Padilla, but not supporting it for the um, uh, this uh, this terrorist guy, the, the, the underwear bomber. National. Yeah, but I don't I don't see that. That I mean, you know. Jose Padilla was an American citizen. So I, so you're saying that he's consistent? I think it's relatively – you know, that one's a, a dodge. But I like the one where he's, he flips within two days. I mean, that's, a, that, that's an important one. What's that one? 
That is uh, Paul Ryan's budget plan, which you know a lot of conservatives supported. I don't think uh, right-wing social engineering is any more desirable than left-wing social engineering regarding uh, Paul Ryan's Medicare proposal. It's too big a jump. And then, uh, flop, I made a mistake. So, I mean, you know, he's admitting it there. That one's not the worst in the world. It's just, in a lot of cases, this guy has supported uh, big government. Healthcare. This is the, you know, the Romney care thing is a huge uh, point in this election. Mitt was for it before he was against it. And cap and trade. Excuse, uh, Newt. Newt was for it before he I was know, against it. I know, they are it. all very confusing. They, they are. seem yeah. like the same guy to me. Cap and trade. This is another important issue that uh, Obama would love to get shoved through, so they're going to put Newton in his place and, so that he can't? Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm no. the first person to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, but then again, these are politicians. So, right uh, their thumb to the political wind. Yeah, so I don't believe a word that they say, and you know, the, it's one thing to say that people can change their minds. I, th- I certainly believe that's true. Who do you want? A candidate who changes his mind on all the major issues that you care about, or a candidate who's been, sp- um, been consistent for, uh, what, 12 terms well, That's what I'm going to say. You look at Ron Paul, and I don't think you're going to find many flip-flops on anything that he's said in the last two decades. Not no, much. and certainly when Newt backs his first argument, the, the one about the Paul Ryan plan with principle, saying that it's the same whether it's a, a right or a left mandate, and then two days later changes his mind. It's fair to say that he changed his mind, but he didn't change his mind about the principle of the thing. He just says, well, you know, I guess I read it, and this this right-wing strategy actually is right. pretty good. These mandates are okay by well, me. And people like uh, Gingrich and Romney and all the other characters uh, that aren't Ron Paul, they wouldn't know a principle if it hit him in the mouth. <laughs> well, that's what it comes down to. You know, right. I mean, like you said, they stick their thumb up in the wind, they lick their thumb, stick it up in the wind, and they des- they decide what they're going to say based on what people are going to think about them. So I want to know, is it hubris or stupidity with Herman Cain? I mean, <laughs> I, you know, messing, you mean? messing around with this woman for 13 years, then breaking up with her before he starts his uh, presidential campaign, and the belief that somehow he that was going to run for president and... You know, when he started getting traction, he continued on with it as if, you know, this is, I mean, now he's lost everything. He's likely to lose his wife. I mean, no. one would think that, think she would. And, you know, certainly he's not going to be president. And, you know, there's going to be all kinds of costs to him. Is it hubris or stupidity? Neither, Mark. It's neither. Everything that happens on the political stage is political theater. It's been pre-planned. They know exactly what they're doing. I think Herman Cain knew what he was getting into, too. I, I really think what? he's a distraction tool. I think he's a distraction from what's going on with the um, Republicans. I, I think he was just set on the stage to get people talking about other things besides Ron Paul. That's really what I think. I don't well, know. I mean, he is beneficial to Ron he, Paul. He can't because- be too stupid. He can't be that stupid to know that if you're running for president, you're going to get vetted and your your history is going to come out. Uh, well, this but, stuff well, that's why you're asking the question, is it unfeared. hubris? But, but you see, if it's, if it's hubris, then hubris can, can will often block people's uh, reasoning capabilities. Like, he could be that much of a sociopath. I mean, just, you know, he believes that he'll be completely immune. He's gotten away with it before. Yeah. And, and over and over again, if a kid, I see if, what you're if, saying. if a person gets away with something over and over and over and over and over again, it stands to reason that they're going to believe that they're going to. But and the he run is for, that kid. The run for president is just so much bigger than any other political office that they're going to find every little thing you did. Ron Paul won't go into an elevator with a woman unescorted. Coming up, uh, Derek, you're going to get an update on uh, one of the Occupy situations. This one out in Philly, Hats where off to Philly. some good news actually. We'll get to that here in a moment. Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink, providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. Even in these remaining moments, enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. We invite you over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there totally free. That's uh, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, get your holiday shopping done and do it. All from the comfort of your computer. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find links to Amazon in different countries. You can click on the one that's right for you and order whatever it is you need to order. Order whatever it is you want because Amazon carries a whole lot of stuff. In fact, a lot of their new items have free Super Saver shipping attached to them. If you order over $25 or more, which is not a hard thing to do, if you're, especially if you're buying Christmas gifts and holiday gifts. So once again, get your shopping taken care of and help Free Talk Live because Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. Again, shop.freetalklive.com. Coming up, an update on the Occupy movement. But first, we have the state. Oh, crap. I think I lost him there. Maybe he's there. The state. Are you with us calling from where was it again? The platonic world of ideal forms. (laughs) What? So You'll have to go look it up, Mark. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what's on your mind tonight, the state? Nobody was taking my side on the cigarette restrictions, so I felt like calling in. I'll keep this argument very brief. Mark, a while ago last hour, when you were talking about schools, you brought up that the private school you went to had every right to ban you from having a lighter on the premises because it was the school's property. Why is it that whenever my policies don't make sense, they have to be questioned, but when a private entity's rules make no sense, you say, oh, it's their right, liberty, liberty, liberty. If we all have equal rights, don't I have liberty as well to decide what is allowed on my property? I, uh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> but you only have the... Uh... The, the liberty to have property that you have acquired uh, in a fair manner. So uh, stealing people's money in the form of taxes, um, that's not fair. It's a, it's a threat. And if it was done by anybody else, it would be armed robbery. Um, so, you know, you can make whatever rules you want for your property. You just can't tax people or claim a monopoly in a particular area. Oh, come on. This whole country is my property. Didn't you read the social contract? You signed it when you were born. We took your force. <laughs> I, must have, I must have signed it when I was born because I certainly don't remember anything else about it. It Anyone seems to be amorphous, to too. Land What's that? Has to, abide my, has to abide by my rules because I own this place. And if you don't like it, then you can leave. There's 195 other me's to choose from. And yes, I am counting the Vatican. Wait, Mark, what was it that happened to you last time you tried to go to Canada? I got arrested. Oh, thrown in jail. Wait, I thought if you didn't like it, you could leave, State. Freedom isn't free. I keep it locked up in my basement. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. So, uh, Occupy Philly. 
Oh, Things yeah. have been a little different in Occupy Philly. Now, you're from Philly, uh, the Philly area. That's right. And so you're, you're pretty uh, familiar with it. Now, things have been different in Occupy Philly from what you've told me. That's right. Because you've got like New York, Occupy Oakland. You've got these other places where they've come in, they've uh, rousted the occupiers, they've arrested them, they've torn up their campsites. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened in Philly yet. No. And it's sh- it's shocking to me that this doesn't get more press or that more of the occupiers who've been kicked out of New York or D.C. or some of the other places haven't flocked to Philadelphia, where now twice the mayor has given a warning of notice of eviction. Mayor Nutter, right? Mayor Nutter. And he, I love that name. <laughs> it's adorable. And he has said that these protesters must go, that their permit has expired, that they, so they had a permit to be there. I don't know who holds hmm. this permit, uh, because there's certainly no leader. And um, what has happened is the expiration of their permit has come and gone and the police have done nothing the police you you'll how long to, has it been that it has expired for two days now two days. Okay. uh yeah for it was supposed to expire well yesterday at five o'clock um it, some people took down their tents and they just did that voluntarily because they're saying either they they don't want to be a part of the Occupy movement anymore or they invested a lot of money into their tent and they don't want to take the risk of police destroying of being it. Arrested, right? Arrested. And also some people would prefer a different spot from City Hall because this was an issue of contention for Philadelphia occupations was that um, – they weren't sure where to occupy, and personally, I don't think City Hall is the best place to be. Where is the best place in Philly? Uh, there's um, the the park up over on Arch Street, uh, which was one of Ben Franklin's favorite places to be. There are tons mm-hmm. of cars that pass by when they're taking the Ben Franklin Bridge, and they would see – it's easy to see from the street, and it gets a lot more traffic than yeah. um, City Hall. Um Besides, there are uh, there's the Federal Reserve right down the street. There's the Mint just a block away, and so all of these places where um, the occupiers could be uh, using their voices and uh, their demonstrations to really send a message to exactly the right people. Um, so that would be a great place. That would be my suggestion that these people just move. Um, but they're but- sticking it out. Right. And Mayor Nutter has said, like, here, here's a permit for right across the street from where you are. But 75 tents still remain. And I actually, when I went down... This is, like, right outside City Hall is what you're saying. This is right outside City Hall, yeah. And when I was in Philadelphia uh, to ask the police if if they were going to um, follow through with the eviction orders... Uh, I was there Sunday asking them, so the day before they were supposed to evict people, how are you going to enforce it? They said that they would not be ransacking tents or seizing property. And they said this on camera. They said this on camera more than once. And they, they said, I hope that we allayed your fears. Wow. And it was amazing. I so mean, it's, it's rare that you can even get the cops to talk to you on a camera. Right, and this was a captain. This is a captain who, who talked to me. Huh. And he said it would be the decision of the captain at the time, but... We intend to keep it peaceful. And so I, I don't know how they intend to evict people. It seems like the the cops have no intention of following through with this order from Mayor Nutter. And this is the second time now that they haven't done it. Why do you think they're it. doing this? Why, why do you feel like the police are behaving in this way? Because on the other hand, 
you linked to me a video of uh, some of the occupiers in Philly going to the Philly City Council meeting and essentially doing a mic check in there, right. speaking out against some of the horrible things they're doing in Philly, the cops, where we've talked about this on the show in the past. Uh, I don't know if you were on, I don't think you were on at this time, but I'm sure you've heard the news about how they're shaking people down in Philly, just randomly stopping people. Oh, yeah. Or the maybe not random. Fr- but Stop yeah. and frisk has been going on in Philly for as long as the airport scanners have. They have TSA in the streets. Right. I mean, it's just the, but it's the Philly cops as well. They're stopping right. people, and just because you're black or whatever. Well, or, 80% of the people stopped are, are black or yeah. minorities, so yeah. They, and they're frisking them, and they're arresting them for things like possession of, of drugs when there's no reason whatsoever to stop and no reason whatsoever for a frisk. They're just doing it. Isn't it like 200,000 people a year or something crazy like that? Like, I don't remember what the numbers oh, are. It's, it's a lot. It's crazy. But I have to put my hats off to the cops in this situation. Why? because I Why went are they doing to, this? What? I don't know, but it, it just seems like it's the right thing to do. These oh, I cops think you're right. Say, these cops are just saying basically that they don't want to be thugs. They are there to keep people well, at least safe. Not on that, that particular instance. Well, right? plus, I mean, I, I hate to I'll even bring this I'll believe that they don't up. want to be thugs when they stop acting like thugs and stop the stop and frisk program and stop arresting people for drug possession and things like that. But well, there were eight at arrests. At least they're right on this issue. Well, yeah, but there were eight arrests in Philadelphia so far uh, uh, because of the Occupy movement. That's it? Yeah. And, and these are just people who decided to sit in the middle of the street over on 8th Street. Mm-hmm. I got to interview one of them and he was even telling me how friendly the cops were when they were arresting him Hmm. saying hey man I really don't want to have to do this. I really right. don't want to. Hey, are, do you, are you sure you want to stay Maybe that's here? it. Maybe it's laziness because the cops are like, oh, man, we don't want to actually have to lift people. Right. We they they really didn't want to. Fill out paperwork. In some ways, the police have a difficult time with the Occupy movement because the Occupy movement is, tends to be backed by uh, union dollars. And police are public sector union members mm-hmm. by and large. And so they have to, well, you know, what are we going to do here? You know, they, they support to some extent what the Occupy movement is about. To some extent, so I mean they have a they, they have a difficult toe line to toe. Well, if you even, sit in the middle of the street, you're going to get arrested, though. Even while I was talking with one of these cops, uh, a standerby came up to him and was saying, "You know, well, there are people from New York and D.C. talking about coming here. About ten thousand people. What are you going to do if ten thousand people show up?" And the cop just said, "I don't know. There aren't ten thousand cops." So there's nothing we can do. And it didn't look like he was even interested in harassing people for being there. Hmm. All he wants is to just sit there with his taser and not use it. He just wants to hang out. They'd rather not do anything. It's much easier that way. Even invited by this gentleman saying, well, just take your hat off and come join the party. Come dance (laughs) with us. And this is the relationship that I would like to see. This, This is the way cops... Ought to act, in my opinion, if you're going to have Instead the Instead of just job. doing everything they're told. So you're saying they've been told by the mayor to remove people and they haven't done it. And the, even the captain that I spoke with, who was there at, at the time, you know, making sure that the scene was safe, I asked him and I asked the guy after him after the shift change, and they said, no, it's now, not our intention to take property or, or seize, seize tents or destroy tents. Now, you mentioned there is a video of this, but it hasn't been posted yet. It right? will be at freekeen.com. It will be when? Within the next 24 hours Within or so? the next 24 hours. All right, good. So uh, get the latest from Derek J over at freekeen.com. In fact, uh, I put up the radio Freekeen News, and it's got all kinds of audio clips from some of your videos of you being harassed by the uh, the court security bureaucrats. You don't want to miss that either if you haven't. Uh, he's posted some really good video over the past week or so. So scroll back on down and look at all of Derek's posts. It's good stuff. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? 
Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.